sit back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. She wanted me to get rid of the side panels, but yeah, I they said, spark joy. Uh, Marie wanted to take them, and I told her I've had these for like thirteen or fourteen years, no, and I am not getting rid of them now before I put them up. They're the uh, Mark Gastineau commemorative side <laughs> panels. <laughs> They're literally a mullet. <laughs> yeah, if you, put the, if you put the tie in the middle. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome out to the Logger Room Podcasts show, newly entitled Get On With It. That's what we're calling the show from this point on, so hopefully you enjoyed that name. Jersey Johnny coming at you, and with me, as always, is none other than Mr. Radio Pete and Mr. Harry Lugnuts, uh, and we're going to pair up in threes and get on with it. Get on with it. We're going to get on with it. It's about, about time. time. It's about time we're getting on with it. So. The intro will be smoother from uh, this point out, so we're yeah. experimenting with a couple of things, but in any event, um, pretty much all the same except for the name, uh, get on with it, and uh, we think that will be... And, uh, and Pete's now a taxi driver, and, and he's going to be... It's an Uber driver, he's an Uber Broadcasting driver. from his... <laughs> he's actually a tour guide. He's a tour guide. <laughs> he's a tour guide he's a... from uh, Greater Long Island area. That's right, Nassau Coliseum, he's... Uh... Showing people where Brian Trottier lived when he played for the Islanders. <laughs> and Dennis Popan. That's right. Yeah, I'm driving yeah. driving people home the long way. There you go. I am in the car. I am in Babylon Village. Babylon Village, New York. And uh, Babylon Village. We did our uh, taxes earlier this evening. No He's been a long, long while in Babylon. He has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> long, long while in Babylon, and to a tropic isle of Avalon. All right, anyway. Let's, uh, is this has this started? Are we started? I think we started. Did we start? Yeah, let me check. Started. Hold on, let me check Facebook. Let's do this. Let's yes, uh, we, uh, let's let's uh, let's pick a topic. Why don't we pick a topic? Well, let's start this. Let's start this. Um, do you remember last week? I, uh, you know, since we're going to start with baseball, remember last week I showed you the Polar Burger? Yes, yeah, that was this the right Donnie here. Diesel. The Donnie Diesel. Diesel Polar Donnie, Diesel, Don, Donnie. Diesel Donnie Polar Burger. Exactly. It's made from a raccoon. It's a raccoon or or a New York rat or a possum. I'm a possum. Sure. Possibly a possum. Possibly a possum. <laughs> um, well, here's Pete actually presenting it. So there you nice. Go. There you go. Um, it, it, it looks pretty good, um, but I still I think it's I think we said was it 1650 or whatever. So. It is. It's, yeah. it's taken its spot on the menu for the Chili Davis Chili Dog, which is no longer <laughs> Chili available. Davis Chili Dog. That is uh, not available. Yeah, no longer, no, no longer available. available. It might pop up in another ballpark later on this season. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. <laughs> you got to love it. But um, anyway, yeah, raccoon and a rat and possibly a possum. What do you think about that? So, you know. I being not being the Mets fan that you guys are, I have a hard time following this team because I could follow the baseball, what goes on there, and they're they're actually <laughs> looking pretty good. But all of the other antics are so bizarre and <laughs> I I can't quite figure out what is going on. Yeah. Uh it took me a while to figure out was Donnie Diesel Diesel Donnie, was that a joke? Was it 
in support of Chili Davis? Was it against Chili Davis? Well, he now has a last name too. It's Stevenson. 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 D- D- Don- Donnie. D- Donnie Diesel, Diesel Stevenson. Stevenson. Right. And then this whole raccoon or possum or rat. Uh, look, if you're going to have just just be like the 70s Yankees. If you're going to have a fight in the dugout, have a fight in the dugout. Exactly. Punch each other in the face and get you do on, it on with TV. It. Don't go yeah, down to the dugout. Exactly. And don't go down to the tunnel and, and exactly. Or, hide or if you're going to have a fight in the tunnel, then say we had a little bit of a scuffle in the tunnel. Don't don't say we were arguing about what some animal in the tunnel was. Yeah. That's you know. Yeah, but you know what? It it gives the pundits a lot to uh, to joke about now too. So I, I just think this Mets team is. It's a lot of characters. A lot of characters. They're weirder than I thought they would be. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Maybe Which that is all was, right. I'm all right with that. Maybe that was something that fired him up. Now you know. Now there's one. Well, clearly it, it turned a corner, right? I mean, they're uh, well, something. Here, here's what I want to know: Why do you have to fire up any professional athlete with the money that they're making? I would be so fired up. I'd be, I'd be playing game full games in between games. I just I don't understand why you have to fire up professional athletes. But hey, if a, if a, if a rat and Diesel Donnie are going to do it, then uh, so so be it. So be it. So be it. Yeah, whatever works, I guess. Um, well. <laughs> actually, uh, I was listening to the uh, morning show on um, some radio station. Uh, Chris Carlin, who's just one of the most wonderful people, salt of the earth, talking about. Um, the Mets with the Rick DiPietro who's on the show. And uh, he was saying, DiPietro was saying that McNeil was just, I don't know, kind of looked like the guy that you want to punch in the face. Not right. necessarily for any reason. And was, Chris Carlin said, I would think that would be Nimmo for you. Really? Because he sprints to first base and he points to the sky after a walk. Right. Give him praise. So this is just really a team full of oddballs. Yeah, yeah, and but maybe just finding out a little bit more about them in that respect. But if that's what it takes to be successful, I mean, you know, one of those Red Sox championship teams, right? That was a bunch of flakes and oddballs and bohemians or whatever and yeah, bohemians. They, they just went out and played uh, and won a World Series. So be, I, I, I love be when people describe Manny Ramirez as a bohemian. Yeah, but, well, no, he, meant bah- he meant Bahamians. Bahamians. Bahamians yes. right. Hey, look, they're winning. They're five games above 500. Um, they're not really scoring a tons of runs, but much like most of the league, their pitching is pretty damn you have to I mean, as a Mets fan you got to be really happy with the performance of the pitching staff so yeah far. I mean the the I mean DeGrom I know he's you know we'll, we'll mention that in a little bit he's on 10 yeah. day DL with rights and tennis it doesn't look like it's anything beyond that so he should only miss one start um but his ERA right now is 0. 0.68 <laughs> yeah well I mean he's he's um, obviously you know arguably the best pitcher in baseball I, I would say most people would think so and uh you know we all know you can't score from blah 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 sure um but, but stroman's but, got stroman's got a 2.01 era Stroman's looking good um walker pitched great he, he's pitching really great taiwan walker i mean he, he he looks like a steal that they picked up you know i mean he's just you know knock on wood there he, he's and he, really beat, he beat your buddy matt harvey today he beat matt harvey today yeah. and you guys were able to beat what i think is the hottest pitcher in baseball yesterday by John getting Means, to the bullpen so. yeah Got to and because means is lights out. 
Yeah. That guy's no joke. No, he's not. He's not. They got to the that bullpen. Guy is kept no it close, joke. got to the bullpen, and yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of the bullpen, the Mets bullpen, since April 22nd, the bullpen ERA, the overall bullpen ERA, is 1.71. Yeah. Uh, and they, yeah. it lead, and I, they lead they lead the entire Major League Baseball in bullpen ERA. I think I read today their starting staff through, I don't know, how many games have they played? Uh, 33. 30, I think I 30, read today. 31, 31, 31. Their starting staff ERA was 2.89. Okay. That's a lot area. of that, of course, with DeGrom being sure. at negative 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, really impressive. It's 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 insane. And on Sunday, when the when Degrom came out uh, after the fifth inning, when he had that right side tightness, uh, Castro, Barnes, and Diaz combined for four innings, five strikeouts, three hits, um, and two of them, uh, two of the three hits were Barnes, no walks, and one earned run, and that was Barnes. Castro was a perfect inning, and and a batter, and and Diaz uh, same thing. So. Um, uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're looking okay. They're looking decent, and Diaz yeah. is pitching decent. And just don't put him in. Just don't put him in when he's when it's not a save situation. And you're good to go, you know. But uh, but yeah, overall they are looking good. Um, yeah, uh, Matt Matt Harvey got a pretty decent welcome today. Um, in fact, he said that uh, he um, uh, he said that he was uh, tears in his eyes a little bit. You know, he was choked up because he uh, he misses uh, pretty much misses that. Uh, um, you know, holds, holds a special place in his heart, is what he said. Um, yeah. Speaking well, about City Field. He's getting so. older now. And sure. Today, he, you know, not just alluded to, but sort of basically said, you know, I I pulled some shit mm-hmm. <laughs> when yeah. I was here. And, right. you know, kind of let down the fans. They didn't deserve that. And, you know, he's gained some perspective. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, listen, whatever. He did some good things for the Mets, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, you know, so it wasn't, Harvey it wasn't Day was a bad. Harvey Day was like a Degromination Day, you know. It was like uh, it was a, yeah. It was what what a Degrom Day is now. You guys uh, do know who's leading the Mets in batting average, right? Uh, who was leading the Mets in batting average? Right? Uh, is it McCann? It's Jacob Degrom. It's definitely not McCann. <laughs> McCann is a slightly above Sanchez, though. Although uh, Sanchez had a blast last night, they look the the Yankees are playing all right as well. You know, look, I. I if the, the Mets scored seven runs today, of course, they're playing the, the Orioles. The Orioles are kind of one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams who you can run up to score on sometimes. But if they continue to get clutch hits and they're spreading it around, look, Kevin Pillar is back from the dead today. Uh, Nemo and J.D. Davis are having all-star season so far. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if Lindor can – just tick it up a little bit and he's got and, a five or a six game hitting streak now. Yeah. And Conforto can, can, can pick it up. But I mean, Conforto's got 13 RBIs. Alonso's got 17. I mean, they're uh, even Smith is, is, I mean, look, 250 this year is pretty good batting average. Sure. So yeah, it really, uh, is. It really uh, is at this point. And it, it really, to me, it's less about the batting average and more about, are you driving, are you driving any runs or scoring any runs? Right. And, um, you know, Lindor might not be, hitting for average, but he's already, he scored 16 runs. You know, he's second on the team in runs scored behind Alonzo. So uh, is, I think the Mets will be fine. It's just, and look, if they can get Syndergaard back and, and, and keep the performance from their other starters, th- this is a team that's going to battle for the tight, for the, for, for the, uh, for the national league East. And, and I, uh, I think right now, based on how they've come out of the gate, 
I, I think that they're probably there's a lot more upside to the Mets than some of the other teams in that division. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, I, I, and there's it, it's definitely a weird division. And you know, you you thought it was going to be one of the toughest in baseball, and you know, it hasn't been looking that way as of yet. But um, the, don't don't count out the other teams just yet. Don't count out the Nationals. They're a team that aren't really hitting great right now. But I think the Nationals and the and the Braves and the Phillies. I mean, the Phillies are nineteen and seventeen. They're only a game and a half behind the Mets. Mm-hmm. I and somebody predicted the Phillies would be yeah. better than people thought they were this sure, year. Sure. Um, I, I think I think out of those teams, I think the Braves. I think the Braves are bound to go on a little bit of a heater. They'll go on a heater. They will, and and every team will. It'll it's going to go back and forth. Um, but I I think the Mets are poised to you know with with the upside that you just spoke of, uh, poised to do decent things you know late in the season too. So we'll see what happens with it. And I think that's going to be it's going to be interesting. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, over to the West, uh, really quick before we talk about the Yankees. Um, what's up with the Dodgers? Um, it's hard to repeat since the uh, 27 Yankees, right? Yeah, they're, it's hard to repeat. They're, look, they're, they're only they're only two games or three games out of first place. The Giants are are they? Do they have the best record in baseball? I think they might have the best record in baseball. The Giants are uh, are tied with the uh, Cardinals for the best record. In baseball. Yeah, um, you know, and the Padres are where we thought the Padres would be. I, I think the Dodgers are uh, the Dodgers will be fine. Yeah. The, the Padres uh, just lost four or five guys to COVID protocols, right? Yeah. Who knows? I think, uh, including Mr. Tatis. So they're going to, you know, well, I mean, then, you know, probably well, going to That's a 10-day stint now, right? Or a week or 10 yeah. days Yeah, so they might, you know, might lose a little bit of ground, but right. I think they lost three or four players. There's they a lot are. of parity in baseball this year, and I, I don't think that you're going to have anybody that totally blows things away, but the teams that we always seem to, that always seem to somehow overperform, the San Francisco Giants, it's it's an odd year, right? So so they they'll have a good uh season. Yeah. And uh and you know, if you go to the American League, how how the hell are the Oakland Athletics twenty two and fifteen? It's yeah. just it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. But they are. They get the, the they're 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 right there. They're at the top of the uh league with uh with uh in, in, in average, you know. Well they know how to score runs and they know how to they know how to work a bullpen and they, they have depth. They've always had yep. depth. Depth is a big thing. And if you ever want to find a surprise from the minor leagues, just leave it to the Oakland Athletics. And that's what's going on with the Mets too. And uh, you know, I mean they yeah, they have a little bit of depth in the in, in what's going on with the uh with the farm system, but specifically speaking of the bench, they went out and they I mean that with with the exception of Luis Guillaume, I mean that, that bench is pretty much and Thomas Nito. Uh, that bench is pretty much uh, brand new. I mean, they went out and you know they yeah. got uh, Villar, Pilar, excuse me, VR and Pilar and Alomar. Kevin Pilar was a good pickup. Yeah, yeah, big. You know, big a lot of people big. wrote him off as done, and so yeah, they got some not bargain basement, but they got some guys who they, they took got, a chance they got on baseball and it's working. They yeah, got they got some baseball players, players. Yeah. and some experience, which is yeah. good because I don't think that a team full with just young guys is always the best uh, solution. So pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and speaking of COVID protocols, uh, what's up with the Yankees? Well, it sounds like it sounds like their coaching staff was obviously in a meeting that where somebody wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, and they've all been vaccinated, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, the, the, they never said that you couldn't get COVID. It's just that you're going to deal with it a lot easier yeah. with the vaccine. So, yeah, no, the but, vaccine was uh, yeah, not necessarily a, a preventative as far as getting it. It was just 
you you weren't you know was proven to keep it from being particularly severe. Keep, keep it from getting severe, right? You know, exactly. Overwhelming uh, group of people. So now, listen, this will just be fuel for the anti-vaxxers, right? Of course. Vax, of course. The vaccine's a hoax, and there's no reason to date. You're going to get the thing anyway, so. Right. So, well, speaking of the Yankees, um, Stanton, he's uh, he's on a bit of a tear, huh? Well, he had one, you know, he, he was up around 315. He's down around 288. Yeah, he, he's, but he's he's had some timely hits, which, look, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Gary, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. I always call him Gary Stanton because uh, then I could kill Folks, two on birds. This po- on this podcast, when, when Harry refers to Gary Stanton, he's talking about Giancarlo Stanton and Gary Stanton. Yes, it's two, two, two for one because exactly. they're basically the same player. Um, Bradford Stanton, right? Bradford, yeah, Stanton's Stanton slightly better behind the plate. But um, <laughs> look, uh, they Stanton's been hitting, and that's good. And, in the last 15 games, he's hitting 413. It would be the equivalent of, 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 of signing Kevin Durant and then having him average 12 points a game. That's what the Giancarlo Stanton stat <laughs> signing was. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely you right. Know? You're absolutely I mean, right. he was the biggest name in baseball the year before the Yankees signed him. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, oh, he's on a tear. I'm like, good. He, he, he should know, be on a tear. He should be on a tear. Well, like, like I said, he's hitting, in the last 15 games, he's hitting 413. In yeah. the previous 15 games before that, he was hitting 158. So clearly he flipped the switch. So uh, The front of the lineup's getting on base. The Yankees are working the count. They're, 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 they're getting more ball. They're getting more walks. And, 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 you know, the other guy that nobody's talking about, which is he's hitting fourth now is Urshela is finally starting to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. And look, the bottom of their lineup, which I thought would be sh- strong is really bad. Right. It's pretty miserable. Um, I cringe every time Clint Frazier gets up, although he had a hit last night that he was stranded after hitting a, a pretty nice double to deep center. But Frazier, it, you know, I, I I just don't know. I don't know what the uh, and I don't know if Frazier got hurt because it looks like Gardner replaced him in left field already in the fifth sixth inning. So I don't know what's going on there. But you know, Hicks, Frazier, and Gardner nobody's hitting above two hundred and nobody's close. Yeah. Uh, and and Tyler Wade's also under two hundred. So the bottom of their lineup is pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty bleak. Yeah. yeah. Um, and your, your boy Voight's back. Yeah. And, and Voight is back. Of... What's that? Pete, what? Looks like we lost him. He must have. Uh, he must yep. He must be he's on the refreshing. LIE. He's, he's refreshing. refreshing. He's refreshing. He's a refreshing individual. That's right. Yeah. He's in the dark and refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're pitching. You know, the Yankees pitching. I, I have nothing to complain about other than Chad Green is, you know, the, with the amount of innings that he's pitched, he's going to have a bad outing every once in a while. Right. But their bullpen has looked good. Their starters have looked, you know, Herman had a good start the other day. Montgomery had a good start. They can't, you know, they're not scoring for Cole today. So this lineup should be able to put two or three runs on the board so that the Yankees can get through the series with with, with the Rays, which is what they needed to do. Sure. Um, sure. Absolutely. And, and they're getting much better um, performance out of the back end of that rotation, right? Going in, we were like, well, there's absolutely, both. absolutely. And then we don't know, but uh, those guys have stepped up. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, Kluber's been good. Montgomery's who I was high on, and they brought Herman back, which he seems to have settled down and because he looked great in spring training, and he looked yep. really good the other night. So, you know, if, if, if they can then get some of their pitchers back healthy, like Severino, um, you know, Xavier. I don't know where Talion really is. He he's the one question mark still that I just don't know. But he and he might be a, an option to get into that bullpen at some point. Right, right. You had to you had to um, breathe easy last night when uh, you know I mean, it was a pretty convincing win over the Rays. You know after uh, you know losing. Uh, you know Rays have had their number. Let's face it. You know. Oh, they have, and the Yankees have finally won an extra inning game with the stupid. Little league rules. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, it wasn't really in their favor anytime they were playing it. So. No, no. Um, uh, the, Mets, the Mets won one the other day and I wasn't you know, I, I, I mean, think it was the I same was pleased that they won, but I wasn't uh, you know, this is really this is ridiculous now. Yeah. You know, it's just ridiculous. Um on another note they sent Miguel Andujar down uh to the minors. Yeah. Uh he failed to reach base in nine plate appearances over the weekend. So uh, Yeah, Andahar's one of those mysteries to me because if you remember back to I guess it would be two thousand eighteen, mm-hmm. seventeen and eighteen, he was one of the best hitters on the Yankees. And, and you know, they would bring yeah. in they would bring in Geo to play defense in the late innings. Mm-hmm. But Andahar was the starting third baseman and I don't know what's happened to his bat, but um Hopefully he gets it back. Hopefully he gets it back. Maybe somebody took it. Well, uh, hopefully they hand it back to him. But yeah, you're right. You're right. He was. Uh, he was. He was killing it uh, those couple of years, and yeah. it's just it, it disappeared. Yeah. Um, the Yankees are still the favorite to win the AL East. So at this point, um, I, even over the Red Sox right now, they're the uh, Yankees are minus one twelve right now. The Red Sox are the next uh, in line, and they're plus three fifty. With the Jays plus four hundred and the Rays plus five hundred, how quickly fortunes turn, right? So I mean, yeah. I think the Yankees need a they need a two more outfielders that can hit above two fifty, and uh, and I still think, boy, I still think a Trevor Story trade would be a big. It's going to happen. Uh, it, it's you know what I I think it there's no way I would I would be willing to bet money on it because there's no way that they are going to let Trevor Story not you know, walk or go somewhere else there yeah. by, by the trade deadline, Trevor story will be in pinch. Deck. That's my, I mean, that's a pretty good infield with void. LeMahieu story and Urshela. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't, I have no question marks there. I, I agree with Pete. I think even, even judge his defensive performance, there's something up with Aaron judge. I can't quite figure it out, but I just think that injury that he had over the course of the last two years, it's just affected him. He he's, He's unable to get around on pitches that aren't just right in his wheelhouse. Right, and the pitch has to be right where where he needs it to be. Yeah, and the year that he, you know, uh, was he's got one nine home runs right now. Hitting hitting all those home runs, he was hitting everything. I mean, you you yeah. try to pitch him up and away, and he'd he'd, he'd go opposite he'd field. Power it out, so, yeah, still just drive it. Um, he, he there's a lot of free swingers on the Yankees. They're striking out a lot this year. And it's just it, it. There's a lot more movement on the ball. The balls are lighter, so they're not traveling as far, and the ball is moving a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So these pitchers that have any sort of movement, whether it's a cutter or a breaking pitch or a sinker, they're doing better. Yeah, yeah, they are. And there's a lot more fly ball outs. So, listen, Major League Baseball, obviously, you know, loosening or tightening the ball or whatever they did to it, right? So now we, we've had another no hitter now. Right, four, five, five is it five, five this year? So, uh, which I think is kind of cool. 
I'm all right with all of this. Look, I, this is for me. It's a pitcher's I, year. And that, I just fine. wish. I just wish well, it, it's still when guys hit. It's it, the home runs per, per hit. The percentage of home runs per hit is still super high compared to what it right. used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because the, everybody's the, swinging for the fences more and, so and than actually, they ever did before. And, and the pitching's gotten a lot better than the hitting. Mm-hmm. And it should be six, by the way. Yeah, right. Yeah, Bumgarner that. Seven inning, that should be it. Uh, you know what? I, I, I still say, come the end of the the, uh, the season. Should count as three quarters of a no-hitter. <laughs> they'll put it back. Because, it again, and I, I said it the week that it happened, that was not a rain-shortened uh, del- you know, delay, a move the game, whatever. It was a league-sanctioned seven-inning game. Yeah. That's that's your complete game? He pitched a no-hitter. End of story. But bottom line, you want to throw an asterisk on it, throw an asterisk on it. But he still pitched a no-hitter. You know? So... Um, what are you gonna do? Um, so will, will the hitting catch up to the pitching, though? I think oh, it's no. some, I think at some point it'll level out a little bit, but I don't think it's gonna go back to way, the way it has been in the last couple of years. I think the power hitters are struggling a little bit, although that's not always the case. But look, if you're a good hitter and you can put the bat on the ball, then this is gonna be your year for you. Yeah. But um, yeah, see, I guess that's that's kind of my question: Are these batters going to say, "All right, well"? I need to do that. I need to put the ball in play. We need to move runners around. Are they going to kind of look to do some different, something different other than, well, I'm going to launch one out of the park or I'm going to strike out. Well, I mean, it's, happens is okay. they have to learn to do that. There, you know, there's, there's very few hitters who can do that, which is why things like the shift works when you're just begging somebody to hit it to the opposite field. Yeah. Right. Uh, Pete Rose. I mean, imagine putting the shift on for Pete Rose or Rod Carew or uh, Ichiro. I mean, they put, put one in the corner. It just they'd, they'd have they'd have a double down the line every. You yeah, know, it's like single you're going to give Pete Rose the whole left side of the infield. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. He'll he'll see on third base. That's yeah. right. Exactly. And his helmet will be stuck in your gut. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I just I, I, it, it baffles me sometimes, but the look the pitching has gotten really good. the The issue is is that in today's game you can you can have eighty pitches, but if you have two bad pitches, you could be down two nothing. Yep. That's the difference in today's game is that mm-hmm. if you give these guys any pitch to hit, they're, they're there's a good chance they're going to knock it out of the park. This is this is very true. This is very true, and it and it's happened. We've seen it happen. Um, you know, pitching a lights out game, just miss with one, and it's gone. That's I also it. think that the strike zone for most of the umpires, the umpire, if if you really watch the you know the the the, the digital box and where the balls are and what the umpires are calling, mm-hmm. it's pretty close. These umpires have gotten really you know. Let's not talk about Angel Hernandez, but the rest of them have gotten really good. But if there's anything close to those corners, I think the strike's getting called more than a ball. And so the strike zone may have expanded just a little bit, but... The strike zone definitely expanded a little bit. Yeah. Um, You you see more, as far as bad calls, or if if you're just comparing it to that digital box, you see more balls outside that box called strikes than you do... Right. Balls that are on the corner of one of the right. balls. If know? it's close you to that box, that too, but... you're getting a strike. Right. More more often yeah. than not, the which, box is which, bigger which, than which makes Which makes it, you know, guys swing. They're starting to swing a little bit more. And yeah. uh, 
with the movement on the ball, it could start in the strike zone and it's dipping out and it's getting the corner of the box. Yeah, either on a the lot end. of pitchers are throwing wicked junk. It's yeah. really crazy. The the, and the, also, the movement the, the movement that these pitchers are putting outside. Maybe maybe tightening up that ball actually is 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 affording them more movement on the ball. Oh, there, there, there certainly are. There's more movement. If you, even if you yeah. if you listen to the comments that like Aaron Judge has made or, or or some of the other players, they're like, there's more movement. It's harder to to spot the ball. Uh, even DJ LeMay who was commenting on it. I mean, you know, DJ's hitting 280 and when he's a you know 300 hitter, mm-hmm. so he's and he's striking out. I think he's struck out almost as much this year as he did all of last year. Yeah. So th- there's movement. It's 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 harder to place the ball. And that's why I'm saying because they're professional hitters, right? At least some of them are anyway. But right. uh, uh, that's why I'm saying I think the batters are going to eventually catch up with the ball. A little bit. It's, it's not going to be. They're not going to go back to the way it's been the last few years. But they're going to be. Their the league average is going to come up a little bit. They're going to mm-hmm. be. They're going to catch up with the ball. They're going to follow the movement. They're going to know the signs of what it's doing. Especially facing a pitcher now for like the third or the fourth time in the season, right. uh, and 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 got to stuff down. The, the batting averages are going to come up. It's not going to be home run central like it has been over the last couple of years. But uh, but I think they'll they'll catch up with it a little bit. I agree. So, yeah, they'll make adjustments. I mean, it wasn't that many years ago that the strike zone was basically the knees to the belt, right? Yep. Yeah. And then said, well, we're actually going to make it what it is in the rule books, mm-hmm. which is, you know, to the letters. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, you know, there's a bunch of noise made about that. And if you're but, Angel Hernandez, it's the shins to the letters. But well, and I also, don't, I also don't think there's any time your bat moves, there's no such thing as a check swing anywhere. I mean, if, 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 if they – challenge a check swing it's it's called a strike i would say 75 percent of the times there's no check swings now is that a situation where they're swinging harder and uh they're more muscular and they just can't stop the bat or was there never really a check? i just think the rule has changed i think as if that bat it used to be that it had to cross the plate the umpire either on first base or third base has to see the tip of the bat that that, that tip side of the bat now sees that it's a strike if the bat approaches the base the home plate and, and a lot of guys are. I've with, seen a few just, called, but for right. the most part, I've seen. Especially anybody, anybody with a closed stance, where mm-hmm. if they bring that bat around, I mean, it, it's already there. Well, but if you have a closed stance, it's a lot harder to stop the bat. That's what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's and too, if you're it's too late for to, the fences, right. it's a lot harder to stop the bat as opposed to I'm just trying to pop a single, you know, out over the shortstop's head or something like that. Right. So, right. Right. So, well, I mean. Factors. Um, it, it, a lot of things have changed a little bit the way they're calling things and, 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 uh, you know, um, strike zone, um, the way they're calling balls and strikes, uh, and everything else. But you know what? It's, it's the, the game's morphing a little bit. Um, and those changes, I don't mind because they're, you know, they're, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, they're just, uh, it's, it's progression, right? It's natural progression. Um, things are occurring that way. It's yeah. the things that they're putting in that are it's ridiculous. The yeah, the, the, goal, the, 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 the goal to speed up the game. Is yeah, just yeah. Ridiculous. Let's let's make the game twenty five minutes long. And if we'll have a five a minute sport, press conference if, and then get on to real wives of Ocean County. If there's a sport you want to speed, look how popular is golf? Yeah. Is there a longer, more drawn out? I mean, not only is it long every round, but it's what four to five days, right? I mean, well, yeah, but you've got. Dozens of guys, you know, like someone's always swinging the club. Mm-hmm. 
you know well, what I mean? You've, you've, you've got, got two, really two dozen. You got two dozen guys coming to the plate in a baseball game. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, but you don't have to wait for because the coverage. Yeah, there's there's somebody the plate, on every you know. hole, so they can right. go yeah. from camera to camera and, and see it. Yeah. Their gloves I, and their I, I, it's not like you're following one group. My my point being course. is they didn't say let's 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 just make it 14 holes. No. Right. Now, let's cut let's cut it back to fourteen holes. That's right. Yeah, you know, to end it a little bit sooner so that the kids can get more involved in it. No, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. Uh this is it's just asinine rules and, and the more things that they're trying in, in the minors, uh, it's just more asinine. So I'll yeah. tell you what I would like to do? see though. Just as Let's, a test. Good. I'd like to see a robot up. Yeah. Uh, for you know what they're gonna have to do in the minors. I know, and I don't. See, but I think the idea of asking for robots in our world is. Just I, I'm not saying I think that they should go that way. And I actually just, put a physical robot behind the catcher. I want it to be well, like yeah, the robot from that. Lost in Space, though. right? Who yeah, sort of looked tracks, like an umpire. Uh, You've got the track. Strike Will Robertson. Strike. Just have, you know, just use it. Like, the, use it for one game. Yeah. A ball would fit perfectly. No, I want to see, uh, I want to see Rosie from the Jetsons back there. Yeah, there Rosie go. from the Jetsons and the, and the robot from uh, Lost in Space. Lost in Space. There you go. <laughs> well, Rosie, the from the, Rosie from the Jetsons can be out behind second base. That's right. She can yeah. be out there. She but can move around a little like bit. To, I would like to see the, the electronic system. Because she can fly, right? Call she can like a, go up and like you know she flies. Right. Plus, she's got the apron where she could put the balls in there. True story. True story. I like to. I just like to see it call a game, just to see how it does and what the results are. Rosie from I me. Mean, that would be very. And this ties into our top ten for this week: top ten <laughs> TV and movie robots. <laughs> and the Rosie from the Jetsons calling a game, and the seventh inning stretch song is "Eep Up Work Ah." Uh, there you go. Those, there you they go. were not robots, but they were they were the way outs. They were the way outs. They were the way outs. Very good. They're going way out, way out. <laughs> All right, you know, because that's where the fun is. That's where Pete, the fun you, is. you are. You are officially a uh, in the dark and uh, that's place I'm entering my abode. Entering the abode. He is home. We've, we've witnessed the travel from. We've wished. We've witnessed the ramen expedition. There you go. The, ramen exp- the great yeah. ramen expedition of May 2021. This is the third most popular documentary on Netflix tonight. You know what I think is funny is I'll move into the light here. Goodbye, family. I am wearing the exact same clothes that I normally wear for the show. There you go. Well, I'm glad. That's a beautiful thing. Great shirt and a black hat. There you go. It's perfect. So, I didn't know you had a special wardrobe for the show. He has a wardrobe. I don't. That's my point. Uh, okay. Well, it's my show slash accountant wardrobe. Okay. There you go. Yes, uh, Radio Pete had a meeting with his accountant today. Hence the hence the uh, telephone Pete uh, ride home. So. And now he's back in the bunker. Now he's back in the bunker. Not in the bunker. He's Wait, back. Here we are. Back in the saddle again. Is she there? Is she there? Take a, look, there? Take a quick look at the shelves. Is Marie there? Maria's here. See if you can. Yeah, yeah. All she's, sorts uh, of stuff. All sorts she's of good her, stuff. She's there. got we, her work cut out. We have her. to do. Is it in there? We have to do that one of these days. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know what that is. That's but... Patrick from. Uh, oh, Patrick from uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. All right. So. All right. So. Let me get my. To... You can actually sign on, and some before you sign off. So. Plug my oh I can't see a seamless transition from seamless remote transition. Pete to was that was that your bong or your uh or <laughs> that your was uh, his microphone bong or your lava lamp that you just moved there. 
It's a little, little of both, actually. <laughs> a lava bong. Lava bong. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right, let's good see. Band name. Lava, Radio lava, Gold, this is. I swear. Lava bong is can a good band get, name. Uh, can we get some feedback going? Uh, yeah, you might actually have some feedback. So I'll, I'll be ready with the mute just in case. Ah, oh, let's let it rip. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta. Lava bong. Gotta That's in. what we should have named the show. Not get on with it. We should have called it Lava Bong. Lava Bong. <laughs> um, victory nipple. Hit the Lava Bong and win the victory nipple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that sums up baseball. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, while he sets that up, I'll just to take a quick little uh, trip around the uh, league here. And wh- um, why, why may I? Could I ask you there, John? Why the Milwaukee Brewers? Uh, uh, it was today? the next, It was. It was. I opened the closet. It was the first one I saw. So I go. figured I'd uh, one of the best logos in baseball, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The it's it's an actual M and a B. Yeah, I knew uh, yeah. M and P. But it looks like a mitt with a ball. It looks on like it. a mitt with a ball in it, absolutely. And yeah. then the sleeve the sleeve has the back in the oh, back of the eighties they had the Wisconsin. blue. They had the didn't it wasn't the hat completely blue. It didn't have the yellow front on it. It was completely blue, yeah. This is yeah. the all this is the alternate hat for this uniform. That's right. And this is Christian Yelich's uh, jersey number. So is he playing? He's he's still playing. No, but I mean isn't he wasn't he out? Uh he might be. Um I'm not sure. The, uh, the Brewers got off was, to a good start. Now they're, I think, three games behind the Cardinals. So. They are three games behind the Cards, yes. Um, Cardinals are uh, kicking butt in the, in the NL Central. Um, the Giants G- in the West. Giannis is going to play for the Brewers right after the NBA season. Is yeah, over, once it's so. done, he he transfers over and he plays. He's going to play first over, base. He goes over to Miller Park and he starts playing first base for the Brewers. Yes. Imagine how how... Why like, well, he, he could lean over towards second, and just but like I could play shortstop and just throw it somewhere near first base, yeah, as, and, and as long be as it's in, in the reach. area in the, in yeah. the vicinity. When you have yeah. a seven foot first baseman with a <laughs> exactly. seven foot two wingspan, exactly <laughs> seven foot two, each arm is seven foot two. Oh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So he's got a 14 and a half foot wingspan, that's right. But, um, hey, you know what? Uh, the the uh, here's Radio Pete, look at that. Oh. Oh, so it's not Radio a feedback. It's, it's not a feedback. Uh, there we go. We had to mute that. There we go. I like. I think we should have two Pete's. There we go. I just muted both of them. <laughs> All right. I'm. I'm. I'm kicking the uh, telephone Pete from the uh, telephone studio. Pete. Telephone Pete. <laughs> oh look! I got now. I'm not in my look. Now I'm not in my usual spot. Oh, there. There you go. I'm gonna miss that guy. I had to miss that guy. Not so, Radio Pete, how's the nice. How is Telephone Pete going? Uh, it's good. Uh, I'm just glad that worked. Yeah, it worked. It I'll worked have, fine. I'll have to check my data. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure uh, how much data that used, but you gotta love it. We have it's we fine. have rollover, so I think I had about ten gigs. It's all good. So it's all good. So um, here we are. What are we talking about? So we were just wrapping up miss? baseball. Um, we're oh, just going okay. through it. We we're talking about uh, you know the Brewers were uh, Brewers are three games behind the Cardinals in the Central. Cincinnati's playing decent ball too. I mean they're they're at five hundred, but so is the rest of the year. league. You know, mm-hmm. um, Pirates kind of took a dive. Speaking of the Pirates, uh, did you see who they uh, DFA the other day? DFA. What is DFA? Designated for assignment. Uh, uh, Willie Stargell. Basically, <laughs> basically let him go. <laughs> Uh, no, that would be uh, the Todd father, Todd Frazier. Oh. Yeah. 
Todd Frazier still can't, won't give up. He got picked up by the Pirates, and he was playing. He wasn't hitting well. I think he hit three. He was like three for 45 or something like that. But uh, they DFA'd him. Better than Sanchez. And uh, he was actually just spotted about 12 miles away from me at a Little League game uh, just just a little just and a doesn't he, ago. Isn't he from uh, South Carolina? He's, he's from Tom's River. He, he, was, about, he was about 12. He was born in Point Pleasant. Born in Point Pleasant. He lives in Tom's River. He's uh, he lives about twelve miles from me. Um, but and that's uh, the Todd Frazier update. That's the Todd Frazier hour or minute update. Um, yeah. So Pittsburgh let him go, and there was actually a back and forth too. Um, one of the DJs on a local uh, sports station in Pittsburgh basically said, uh, you know, um, don't let the door hit you in the ass uh, to Todd Frazier, and it was like glad he was gone and everything else, and and. Pretty much coming down on him, really ripping into him, and uh, Todd Frazier went back at him, um, and you know calling him uh, uh, some names. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 whole thing. You just Google it, and you could check out the. Uh, it's it's the biggest news story in. It was the biggest Pittsburgh. news story in Pittsburgh, absolutely uh, for, for for a while there. But uh, in any event, um, yeah, uh, they let him go. And um, over in the uh, we we talked about the American League. Uh, Oakland's just on a tear. Um, the the White Sox are playing <laughs> really good yeah. ball too. So. I think we picked them to win that division. We did, we did. So uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's that. A couple other uh, Major League Baseball uh, uh, notes. Uh, Trevor Bauer has been reported to be not happy in Los Angeles. Uh, the um, what? Why? Uh, well, the article uh, states. Hold on, I'm just pretty saw that coming. Oh, is yeah. this is this the uh, the National Enquirer? Uh, pissed. The article says, "Pissed Trevor Bauer is not happy with Dodgers. This isn't what Trevor Bauer imagined when he signed with the Dodgers. He expected winning, lots of it, no. and the early returns aren't favorable. So there you go. He's pissed off that the Dodgers are losing. Basically, well, they're two games above five hundred, stamping his feet, and yeah, whatever. They're they're also. It's interesting how they're not better than they are because they are plus 34. Yeah, they are. They are plus And so when they win, they win big. There's only one other team that has a bigger plus and that's the White Sox are plus 59. Mm-hmm. But so when they win, they win big. <laughs> of course, a lot of that had to do with their, with the beginning of the season when they were just trouncing the Rockies. The Rockies. Yeah. Um. So, but- you know, yeah. All right. You know, Hey, look, Maybe maybe that's a good thing for Trevor Bauer to speak up. Maybe maybe he you know you do need to light uh, the proverbial fire. It's hard to it's hard for a team to repeat. Well, there is that hangover of a championship. It and, is. Well, um, here take take this take this stat for instance. The Dodgers have lost seventeen games already. Mm-hmm. They are how many games into the season are they? They have played thirty six. They have played thirty six games and they lost seventeen. Yeah. They played sixty games last year. And they only lost seventeen the entire yeah. season. So yeah. you know, they're on yeah. You know. But if you look at it that way, they're on pace to, you know, uh lose a lot more than uh what they lost last year. So who knows? But um I I, I don't think I, I think it's a little I think it's just like every, they're going through what everybody else is going through. Uh you know, they're facing some better pitching and their hitting isn't as great as uh, as everybody else's isn't. So um don't count them out, but uh and no. you know, repeating, like you said, Pete, repeating is hard. So, um, yeah, it is. Yeah, and uh, one other note on that: uh, Kalenic, uh Jack Klenick, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, the Mets trade, uh, if you will. Uh, is getting finally. We talked about that earlier. He's in the coming season. up, right? Yeah, he's they were up keeping tomorrow, him down. Finally. They kept him down because of the time served. So uh, bringing him up now gives them an extra year of uh, can't of, keep baby down. Exactly. Oh, so. I just realized I don't have the black hat on. You don't have the black hat on. No, that, that's that. a that's that lovely shade of Jets green. Which there so, you go. so my you accountant go. my accountant wear is a little bit different than my show wear. I guess. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> well, is your is your accountant a Jets fan? I don't know. I don't think so. There we go. There you go. The man with two hats. Is there a worse green in all of sports than Jets? I'm sorry. It's it's a horrible green. Well, it's got a. You got to give puke green. Something's got to give it a run for money. <laughs> money. So yeah. I think Jets green is probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's worse good. greens. I'm just saying in sports. In it's sports. Hard. It could be. I think it's only because it's just the green and the white. You know, it doesn't, you know, because most. There's nothing you know, else. It's not a, a lot of times when you see green, you see either blue with it or, or right. yellow. There's not an accent color. Right. right. The Jets really need an accent color. Can you, well, what is can the, you, can you work on that? Get on that. What is the uh, Zappa line? Um, Jimmy, uh, keeps his, Jimmy keeps his newbies on a window in his room, a marvel to be seen, dysentery green. So yeah, dysentery yeah. green Dys- is probably a worse green, green than, than Jets yeah. green. But yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Absolutely. That's called subway floor green. Subway, <laughs> subway, I don't know. Yeah, subway bathroom floor green. Yeah. Um, subway at floor on a Saturday night. On a Saturday just, night at about 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's the only green that you can smell from a mile away. <laughs> it is true. This is very true, folks. Um, All right. There's baseball. We'll be before, back we'll be with you for another three months. <laughs> there you go. Be, uh, before we move on to our top ten list, a um, couple other uh, side notes as far as just mention things about baseball. Uh, the Tom Seaver statue at uh, City Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been reported that it's going to be instead of being unveiled this year, the uh, designer actually asked for more time because of COVID and everything else. So um, they figured they would just wait till the beginning of next year when there'd be more people in the parks and everything else. And they'll unveil it then. So the beginning of next year, uh, opening day next year, they're going to uh, unveil the Tom Seaver statue. And one other interesting point of, of fact when it comes to uh, um, tertiary Mets information um, did you hear who's running for mayor of Stamford, Connecticut? Bobby uh, V. Bobby Valentine, right there. He's running for mayor of Stamford, Connecticut. It's hometown. It's hometown. Uh, and uh, Bobby V's is in uh, the restaurant. His restaurant is in Stamford as well. So Yeah. Well, this has uh, got good name recognition. So This is true. This is true. And Jay Horowitz is reported as uh, already uh, thinking about moving to Stamford so he can vote for him this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to. I want to just mention one other thing here. Sure. And this is it. kind of a <laughs> sort of a knock on some journalism here. So uh, Shohei Otani. Yep. Um, he's also pitched, running for mayor of. of yeah, he is running to, for mayor of uh, pitched uh, pitched seven innings and struck out ten players mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday, I believe that was, and then uh, led off the game was a leadoff hitter. Today, which is something, according to this news story, that has hasn't happened since 1916. He became the first player since 1916 to start a game as a pitcher and then lead off the, as a hitter in the following game, per the Elias Sports Bureau. And who now there's that? Well, here's my beef. Go for it. Then they talk about 
you know, he's what well, he, he's hitting and he's doing this. There's a side link to Kevin Durant saying it was phenomenal and this and that and blah, 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 blah. blah. They never mentioned who the other person was in nineteen sixteen. Nowhere in this article does it say anything. I mean, you gotta kind of figure it was probably Babe Ruth. Um, I mean, it yeah, but I mean, too, but... Or, 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 least... I thought it was B. Arthur. Well, no, she was. She she did it in nineteen thirteen. Okay, thirteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, that's so, where, like, I, I... There, so. come on, Major League Baseball. This is your story. This is your sport. This is on the MLB.com website. Otani's having a hell of a year. I mean, he is. Megan, Megan Garcia, I'm calling you out for not mentioning the last person to do this. Um, Megan Garcia, get your get your crap together and mention the player. I mean, Here, here's, here's the thing: though, is that what, what what it's glossing over is the fact that the Angels continue to just be a mediocre team. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and and of course the other big news was they you know re- released. Pujols this week. Yeah. So. Well, and and here's the thing, Pujols wasn't hitting, right? Well, right. In this article here, in the last last seven games, uh, Mike Trout's got a 143 average. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, up but he, to, he, up, he up is hitting, struggling. He's 19- hitting 355 though. Come on. Yeah, but still, um, Trout, Upton, and Fletcher and Otani. That's their you know their big core, right, and right. Uh, you know lately none of them are hitting so. I don't know. Just pick your poison, I guess. Look, if Albert Pulos wants to sign a contract with the Yankees and platoon at first base and and fill in at DH, I'm all for it. Come on over. I I would imagine there's got to be some uh, some takers. Well, I mean, uh, look, he might. Who would you want up in a clutch situation? Take the entire bottom half of the Yankees lineup from five to nine, which includes three or four different players who are, you know, five or six different players who were in there. I'll take pool host right now over any of them. Yeah. I agree. I would too. Absolutely. Silence. No, I mean, that's, (laughs) I, I, I I just think, I I don't think he's done. He, he did no, not. He's not. He's not. He did not announce his His wife wife is probably happy, but his wife announced that this was going to be his last year. His wife. I don't know. I think they, I don't think they live in California. I think she wants to return to wherever it is that they live. I'm not 100% sure on that. But, you know, be careful what you wish for. You know, you, a year a year or two into your uh, tooling around the, in the motorhome, you might want to have – you might want to say maybe you should have played that that extra year. Extra year, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, how old is Albert Polos? 37? 38, I believe. Yeah. I mean, he's I not. He's 39. Okay. Is he 39? I don't know. I, he's hitting 200. Okay. There's a lot of guys hitting 200. I, 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 don't, I don't think – I think there's going to be some takers. Should he choose to, to uh, you know, to, 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 to play the rest of the year? Albert Pujols is 41 years old. He is 41. 41. Wow. 41. Yep. He was born January 16, 1980. He's 41 years old. Yeah, well. So, there you go. So we were all wrong. You know he's yeah. he's two years younger than Tom Brady. He is. He is two years younger than Tom Brady. Actually, three years younger. Tom Brady's forty three now, so he's three years younger than Tom Brady. Forty three minus forty one mm-hmm. is two years. <laughs> What's that? No, no I mean, I meant forty four. Tom Brady's turning forty four this year. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's what I meant. Sorry, my bad. Uh, 
<laughs> Shut up. That, um, basic math. <laughs> we don't do math on this show. We already said that. That's right. No math on this show. Uh, no, no, I meant Tom Brady is going to be 44 this year. So, mm-hmm. he's three years younger, so anyway. Anyway. My bad for saying that. All right. Um, I don't want to let this go without mentioning this. Uh, I don't know if you guys had uh, paid attention to how the Mets won two of the last three games they won. Uh, but uh, have you seen uh, this kid, uh, uh, Mazika? Oh, yeah, the master of the uh, no-hit uh, walk-off. Yeah. R- <coughs> I'll just walk-off. sacrifice. I'll just sacrifice. Rookie walk-off specialist makes MLB history. He's the, he's the maestro of the walk-off fielder's choice. Yeah. Uh, he's, he has, he's done something that hasn't happened since uh, over 100 years ago, uh, 1920 or whatever. He's hit two walk-off RBIs, and he hasn't had an RB, and he hasn't had a hit yet. Yep. <laughs> so, crazy. Good for him. Yeah, why not? Good for him. Um, and they, he seems to be enjoying it. <laughs> so, and he's quite honest too. When they were interviewing him, uh, you know, did you plan it like that? He says, he said last night in the press conference, he said he tried to hit it in the air. Instead, he drove it right in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Total honesty. Well, listen, know. it's sometimes you just got to put the bat on the ball. You this know, is true. This that's is all true. you can ask for is just yeah. put the bat on the ball. This is true. All right. I Should mean, we the, do- the Yankees won the other day with a pretty crappy little chopper to third base. So. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a, a pretty uh, pretty crappy uh, ball. But and hey, you know what? Crappy hit ball, I should say. But uh, but, but but if, if you, it won the game for him, what the hell's the difference? If you don't hit the ball, you can't win. Exactly. It's it's a proven fact. No one's ever no. won without hitting the ball. Unless that's not, that's unless, not, unless unless you walk in the entire yeah, side. Not, not without a lot of help from the other team. Right. Yeah, that's not yeah. quite true. I can mention two Mets games that. That didn't happen. So, yeah, right. um, uh, just this year, Conforto getting hit by the pitch won the game. Well, hit the ball. All right. Well, he's um, still his elbow hit the ball. Something hit. Something hit the ball. The ball. And then we can go back to the uh, ALCS or NLCS in uh, 1999. Uh, I have a feeling you're going to blame the umpire on something. No, no, I'm blaming Kenny Rogers for walking in the time and his, winning runs and his, and his chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there was a hit somewhere in that game. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, during the game, yes. perhaps, but uh, uh, in any event. My point, right. point point being is that there's a better chance that you're going to get on base if you put the ball in play. Of course. Yeah, there's of a course. big sample size that says hitting the ball is better. It's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I brought up two of the very small sample yes, sizes. Yeah, because that's who you are. <laughs> well, I got to play, you know. I got to play the other end of the stick, so, yeah. Grievances right. will be aired. Absolutely. Well, that, even that's, if, that's, even that's, if they're you know nineteen years old, that's in December. Right. I had, I had, I just every chance I get to say how pissed off I am still to this day. Nineteen sixty nine, the Mets were uh, one twenty two years ago. I am not going to let Kenny Rogers, Kenny Rogers not, forget ever what he did. I'm not let ever. Go. Not letting it go. And and don't even get me started with Trent Dilfer, but we're not going there. So yeah. uh, anyway. That's another story for another day. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on to our top 10 list, fellas? Yes, let's. Our top 10 list this week is top 10 second baseman in MLB history. Top 10 second baseman in MLB history. Um, we actually have 12 today. So it's less than last week. So I think this is the first time I did more than 10. You did my list. I'm not sure if I've ever done that before. You did. You did. Not Uh, that it made a damn bit of difference. Well, you did an extra. You did did some extra work. So you're going to get some extra credit. You had. I just couldn't. 
you I heard couldn't find a quarter to flip. That's what it was. Yeah, you know, well, that's the same with me, and and that's that's what usually happens when I do that. You had a tie for tenth. I had a tie for tenth. Yeah. And uh, Harry had a three-way tie for tenth. And it's a good <laughs> thing Harry did have a three-way tie for tenth, because if he didn't, we wouldn't we have had... a tenth because we had a tie for second and ninth. So oh, okay. His uh, the the lone straggly player that was on Harry's list. Uh, that got one point, is our number 10. And we'll kick it off with him right here, Mr. Jose Altuve. Um, Jose Carlos Altuve uh, plays, obviously, for the Astros still uh, to this day, obviously. He's been he's in his uh, 11th year. Um, six-time All-Star, uh, All-MLB second team in 2019, World Series champion, of course, in 2017. We won't mention how they got there. Um, AL MVP the same year. Uh, Aaron Judge wasn't too happy about that, but uh, ALCS MVP in 2019, Gold Glove Award in 15, five-time Silver Slugger Award, and on and on and on. Um, Harry, this was your guy. Look, <laughs> yeah, you, you put uh, him on the it, list. It, it, pain, it pains me to put him on the list because uh, you know, he, he, but he's not only a great second baseman; he's one of the best hitting second basemen we've had in the game since Robbie Cano. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's a clutch hitter. You know, he's a clutch hitter. He he, he hit a game-winning home run off of a Raldis Chapman. Mm -hmm. So that does count for something. It does. And I do think at the end of the day, he's going to be higher on this list. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm starting a team today and I need a second baseman, I I, I think nine out of ten ballots, you'll have Jose Altuve on it. He's... He's still relatively young. I still think he's got five, six years left. Yeah, he's only 31. So. Um, and maybe like small dogs, maybe his playing career will be lo- longer than large dogs. I, I don't know because what is he, 5'6"? Five, he uh, is 5'6", five, 5'5", five, 5'6". Six, five, 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 six. Yeah, yeah, so look, he's he's a hell of a player. Uh, he's, well, he's, 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 he's 90 he's, this year. So. He's, he's a Yankee killer. He's a clutch hitter. And he's one of those guys, and there's a few of them on the Astros over the years, mm-hmm. that seem to know how to get it done in, in clutch situations. And so that's why he's on my list. And I, and I do think – I think if you look at his career, I think, it, I think it stacks up well against some of these other guys that we're going to be discussing. And I think 5, 10, maybe 15 years from now, he, he'll probably bump a couple of these guys off this list. He may very well do that. And he's the only person on our top 10 list tonight that has a measure of distance named after him. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's the OSLA, the official standard listed Altuves. Uh, How many Altuves was that ball hit? That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no other other second baseman can claim that. No, (laughs) no. Anyway, number, number 10, Jose Altuve. All right. I'll bring us to number nine. We have a tie for number nine, so 9B. And, folks, when we do ties, just just as a note, um, if we do a 9B and a 9A, that doesn't mean the 9B is is lower than the 9A. It's just a way to distinguish them. They're both nine, so they're tied. So just so you're aware. It, it was not, definitely causing some rifts. Exactly. Just, uh, just you know, just questions yeah, that ask, Questions to answer, that's all. Um, so our 9B tonight is Mr. Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent. Uh, Jeffrey Franklin Kent, to be exact. Oh, Franklin. Oh, Franklin. He played for uh, the Blue Jays, uh, the Mets, the Indians, the Giants, the Astros, and the Dodgers. One-rounded career. Uh, Five-time All-Star NL MVP in the year 2000. Uh, Four-time Silver Slugger Award. Uh, He's he's on the Giants' wall of fame. 
played for the Blue Jays just for uh, half a year or whatever. Played for the Mets for five years. Um, Mets were ba- actually tied for his longest uh, Giants he played for, a little bit longer than the Mets. Um, yeah, just uh, all around, you know, great uh, second baseman. Uh, batting average, uh, career batting average, uh, 290. Uh, 2,461 hits, 377 home runs, over 1,500 RBIs. Is that the – was? It- more home runs than any other second baseman. Is it home uh, runs or he's he's got the record for something for second baseman, doesn't he? He, I think he has most home runs for second baseman. I think was he not tied with somebody, but I can't remember. I'm checking right now, but um, I think Cano will catch him. Can you know it depends. You know, yeah, where's he gonna play? Who's he gonna play? Um, he's gonna play DH somewhere. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna DH somewhere. Uh. And uh, hey, you know, maybe 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 he comes back and he actually does DH on the Mets because you know next year, it's very likely that the uh, Mets uh, and the National League will have the Kent uh, does lead it with three hundred and seventy-seven home runs. That's the most home runs, yeah. Three seventy-seven. Yeah, I just went through them all. Uh, yeah, three seventy-seven. Yeah. Doesn't Cano have like three twenty-four or something like that? Robbie Cano has. Uh, I had it right here. Uh, three thirty-four. 234. So he only needs another 33, uh, 43 uh, to tie, 44 to to win. So yeah, if he comes back and he DHs a, a, a couple of years, he'll 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 break that record. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so there you go, Mr. Jeffrey. Well, that, that will be uh that will be well he probably won't probably won't do that as a Met. My guess is yeah unless unless it you know if the but National if he League does, plays, uh, do we love him or hate him? As I'm man. a big I'm a big Cano fan as a Yankee fan. I, 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 think I, he's I hated a, I hated getting rid of him. Yeah, he was a great player, but I'm saying as a Met fan, if he comes in and ends up, you know, breaking Jeff Kent's record as a I Met, think, I think I think he got to celebrate it. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, because Jeff Kent got a lot of his home runs. As well, Jeff Met. Kent also played yeah. a hell. What did he play? 21 seasons or something like that. Uh, Jeff Kent. Yeah, played for. Uh, yeah, 92, 20, 92 to two thousand eight. Nineteen season, yeah, nineteen season. So he he was around a long time, and uh, you know his numbers were there. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. uh, he was he was pretty consistent. That's for yeah. sure. That's for sure. All right, there you go. Number nine B, Jeffrey Franklin Kent. There we go. We get to nine A is Mister Craig Biggio, Craig Allen yeah. Biggio. These guys are interchangeable to me. Pretty much. That's, yeah. that's why they're tied. Uh, yeah. I mean, they sort of played the same era. They have similar stats. They sort of played uh, most of their careers on teams that didn't necessarily get a lot of national attention, and mm-hmm. they were both severely underrated. Yeah, yeah they were. Um, where am I? Oh, yeah, here we go. Craig Biggio, sorry. Craig Seven Allen Biggio. Biggio. Craig Allen Biggio, seven-time All-Star, uh, 91, 92, and 94 through 98. Uh, four-time Gold Glove Award, five-time Silver Slugger Award, Roberto Clemente Award, uh, NL Stolen Bases Leader in 94. Uh, I forgot to mention he played his entire career for the Houston Astros. Uh, his number seven with the Astros is retired, and he's a member of the Astros Hall of Fame as well as the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown as well. Um yeah, his career batting average two eighty, uh, over three thousand hits, uh, twenty nine, uh, two hundred ninety one home runs, uh, almost uh, twelve hundred RBIs, four hundred fourteen stolen bases too. Um, so there you go, Craig Biggio, guys. 
Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys, when I think of the Astros, he's one of the first names that, that comes to mind. I mean, the Astros have had some good second basemen. Yeah. They're kind of like what the, what the Yankees are to catchers, the Astros are to second basemen. Yeah, if you, if you look at uh, some of his, uh, looking at the kind of um, some of the, the things he did better or more, at least as far as uh, uh, league leading, like uh, 1995, 673 plate appearances. Yeah. 97, 744. 98, 738. 99, 749. He got on base. To the plate. Yeah. He was much like Altuve. 146 yeah. runs scored in 97. He got on base. He scored runs. I think he was a leadoff hitter or either the first or second slot most of his career. Yep. Led and the league and hit by pitches five times, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he, he, he won the Don <laughs> he, was, he won the Don Baylor Award. He won the times. Baylor, yeah. He he was he was not uh, you know, I mean, there's a guy who uh a couple of seasons he hit over 50 doubles. Yeah, yeah, definitely underappreciated. Career that, doubles, 668 career doubles. Yeah, uh, he ranked sixth uh, in major league history. Uh, second most ever by a right-handed hitter, too. But gets kind of the the other half of the killer bees, right? Bagwell got yeah more of the press. Bag, and, Bagwell but, got more. Of the well, press, Bagwell yeah. and Berkman. Berkman People forget about Berkman. Berkman. Yeah. Berkman yeah. I mean, they had a really good team back then. They went to six playoffs, uh, six playoff appearances in nine seasons. I mean, I think uh, they all the ended their career hitting over two eighty, probably close to uh, closer to three hundred. You know, so uh, yeah, they were they were good. They were very. They were good. a good team. They were a very good team. Uh, Craig Allen Biggio, number nine A. All right, let's move on to number eight. Number eight is Roberto Alomar. Robbie Alomar. Roberto Robbie Alomar Velasquez. Velasquez. That's his last name. So all the Alomars, they always have a a a, a, a sub name or what do you want to call it? I'm not sure, but I have no uh, idea. Robbie Alomar. A second, uh, second last name. Second last name, something. Like I guess that. if you're la- if it isn't the last name in your name, then can it technically be last name? I guess not, but that's what second, to last, so. second, second to last. Second to last. Second to last. Second to last name. <laughs> Robbie Alomar. Um, or as well, we all I mean, know him, Spitty. There you go, Spitty. <laughs> not Smitty. <laughs> no, Spitty. Spitty Alomar. Spitty Alomar. There you go. <laughs> Play for a lot of teams. Play for the Padres, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the Indians. Play for the Mets, uh, White Sox, Diamondbacks, and he finished his career back in Chicago with the White Sox again. Um, 12-time All-Star, uh, straight uh, 1990 through 2001. Uh, two-time World Series champion with the with the Blue Jays, of course. I think you'd think uh, of him as a Blue Jay just because yeah. of those championships. Those championships, yep. of course. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, ALCS MVP in 92, 10-time Gold Glove Award winner. Uh, four-time Silver Slugger as Blue Jays number 12 is retired. He's in the Baltimore Orioles Hall of Fame as well. Um, he played for only played for a couple seasons <laughs> with the Orioles, and he's in their Hall of Fame. And uh, he's obviously a, ma- a member of Cooperstown as well. 300 lifetime batting average, uh, almost over 2,700 hits, 210 home runs, uh, almost 1,200 uh, RBIs, and he had just shy of 500 uh, stolen bases, 474. Here's his numbers in Baltimore. Four and twelve games, four hundred and ninety-six hits, one hundred and two doubles, fifty home runs, two hundred and ten RBIs, forty-four stolen bases. That's that's a pretty nice three run three year stretch. In three years, yeah. He comes from a pretty good heritage of second baseman, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What were his Mets numbers for those two years? Uh Mets uh two hundred and twenty-two games. 
226 hits, 40 doubles, 13 home runs, 75 RBIs, 22 stolen bases. Only hit uh, 265. By the way, for Baltimore, he hit 312. 312. There 312, go. 382, 480. Well, he's wrapped- 265, 333, 370. So. Yeah, he was wrapping up his career. He was done a year later. You know, so. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Still, Im- impressive numbers uh, for the Orioles. That I would say that's probably the second team that I would picture him as an Oriole, even more. Than I, yeah, that. I for, for some reason, I forgot he was on the Orioles, which is just insane. Yeah. yeah. I just think of him as a, as, as a, as a Blue, Blue Jay. Jay. Yeah, this is true. It's true. And and you know what? I mean, his father was no slouch at second base either. No, and his father played for a bunch of teams too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he played for uh, played for a lot, actually. Let's see. Sandy Alomar. Uh, Sandy Alomar played for. It wasn't, it wasn't quite the hitter. I think he probably only hit batted like maybe 240-something. 245, Sandy Alomar. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he played for the uh, Milwaukee and Atlanta Braves for three years. He played for the Mets for a year in 67. Uh, played for the Chicago White Sox, the Angels for a few years, five years, actually. H- hence my point. He played for a bunch of teams. Yeah, and the uh, he played for the Yankees, too. Played for the Yankees for three years. Three years. So, there you go. Um, all right, number eight, Robbie Alomar. All right, this brings us to number seven. Number seven is Ryan Sandberg. Ryan D. Sandberg, nicknamed Rhino. Uh, original. Original, isn't it? There you go. Let's <laughs> change one letter. Must have taken half a second to come up with that. Yeah, why not? Hey, it's probably well, listen, at least it stuck with him since he was a kid. You know, If it, I, if it had been uh, Aaron Boone, then it would have been Riney. Riney. <laughs> this is true. It's actually true, yeah. So he was um, fortunate. He played for uh, he played for the Phillies for a year, and then he played for the Cubs the rest of his career, which lasted eighteen years, seventeen years, um, but uh, sixteen years. Sorry. Um, yeah, he ten uh, time All Star, uh, NL MVP in eighty four, nine time Gold Glove, seven uh, time Silver Slugger, uh, home run leader in ninety. Is uh, Chicago Cubs retired as number twenty three, and of course he's in Cooperstown. Two eighty five lifetime batting average. Uh, 200 and almost 2,400 uh, hits, 282 home runs, uh, over a thousand RBIs and, um, decent manager too. His managerial record, uh, not, uh, not stellar, uh, winning percentage is only 428. It was 119 and 59, but he had a few good years with the, uh, with the Phillies. If you really want to hear how fantastic he was, ask anybody in Chicago. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he, he his his best uh, his best work was done in the uh, in the Windy City. That's for sure. Um, so there you go. Nineteen ninety three hundred forty four total bases. That's a that's a pretty good number. That's a pretty good number. Absolutely. Uh, anything else on the on uh, Ryan on Rhino guys? No, I think I think for a number of years there was probably the best second baseman in baseball for yeah. you know good, oh, good five six seven years. Now. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. During the, during the eighties, he was uh, lights out, and even the early nineties too. Yep. Um, but there you go. Number seven, Ryan Rhino Sandberg. All right, we mentioned it before. Our number six on our list is Robbie Cano, Robinson Jose Cano. Got his name from uh, somebody else that might be on uh, list. Uh, we'll get to him possibly later if mm-hmm. he is. Um, Robinson a- Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe, exactly. He's on our list uh, later on. You never knew uh, he played uh, second base. Did you? No. Um, he played for uh, Rob, Robbie Cano, played for, of course, the Yankees, the Mariners, and the Mets. Uh, eight time All Star, uh, World Series champion in 09 with the Yankees, five time Silver Slugger Award, uh, two time Gold Glove Award uh, winner, 
World Baseball Classic MVP. Not that it has anything to do with the uh, uh, Major League Baseball, but hey, it's a uh, it's a stat, right? And um, what you call it? He uh, bat, his career batting average thus far is over three hundred. It's three oh three, and and that's with some down years, <laughs> you know. So yeah. think about think about that. <clears throat> um, two hundred two thousand six hundred and twenty four hits, three hundred and thirty four home runs. Like we said before, um, he should be able to pass. Um, he should be able to pass uh, Jeff Kent with that, but uh, time will tell. Uh, thirteen hundred RBI, over thirteen hundred RBIs. Um, yeah, what can you say about Robbie Cano? He was great. I mean, his best years were obviously with the Yankees, and he sure. left to get paid. And yeah. um, I, I still think it was a mistake for the Yankees to let him go. But you know, uh, he his numbers did drop down that first year with Seattle. He, he batted the same that he did the year before with the Yankees. Yep. But then he did, you know, drop down. I mean, he hit over three hundred again with Seattle this last year. There, you know, he hit three sixteen last year with the Mets. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, he didn't have a, you know, right. I mean, look, you go from three, what, 314 down to, you know, two, about 280. That's, you know, obviously a, a bit of a drop, but 287, 298, 280 yeah. in those next couple of years with Seattle. That's certainly respectable. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And I mean, but his, hit, uh, his he, strikeouts went way up. Yeah. He, he's, <laughs> he was, he's always been a free swinger, but it's also the, I mean, look, the year the Yankees won the World Series where he was a big part of that. Um, you know, he scored 100 runs, had over 200 hits, almost 50 doubles, and 25 home runs. And, he, you know, he was, hitting, he was hitting pretty much at the top of the lineup. So uh, he he was he was a great player. His postseason, you know, he didn't necessarily have the best postseason luck. But, uh, you know, in, in 09, he hit 136. Right. You know, and uh, so – in the World Series, but he, 11, had, but, yeah, he had, okay. but but he had a decent ALCS and um, overall playoff since seven series, eleven series, uh, two twenty two. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely did not show up in the postseason, and I think that's one of the reasons why the Yankees felt somewhat comfortable getting rid of him. You know, yeah. he, he was uh, they had some other players that they, that they were trying to bring through the through the the organization and i think that was a big part of it look there was another guy that the yankees spent a lot of money on who up until that year did not have very good postseasons either and uh he's now tweeting about his ex-wife and ben affleck but he he didn't have such great postseason runs either and uh, you know but so it is what it is but he he, i think it's hard to to sort of discount cano's impact on the game and i think he got out of the spotlight when he went to seattle and i think that's sort of he was wasn't really part of the dialogue as much as he was when he was with the yankees no. yeah well and he didn't quite have the supporting cast around no. Him. No, no 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 i mean he was expected to go there and carry that team right and that, that was, was expectations yeah sure yeah something he you know didn't really have to do in new york he was just a great yeah. player it was just part of a group of pretty darn good players right. he, he, so. he you know at the, the crit- at times he could be a little head in the clouds not in the game he was a good defensive player but he had lapses he, he was just he was robbie cano he was, <laughs> yeah more more good than bad more good than bad without a doubt and one of the sweetest swings you'll ever see 
Yeah. When he when he connected with the ball, he connected with the ball. And and that swing came back too. I mean, last year for for the Mets, and it was a sixty game season. I, he he was hitting the ball really. Well, he's nice hurt, he's hurt right now, right? No, he's suspended again. Suspended, suspended yeah. again. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. That's why he was hitting the ball so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's great when he's on the juice. Well, yeah, whatever no. it takes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you got to you got to do what you got to do. You know. Uh, I thought it was kombucha. <laughs> it was well. That's what it was. <laughs> that's how it starts. It starts with kombucha, and it goes. It can only go south from there. You know, kombucha so. is just a gateway juice. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> uh, don't don't forget, he was the 2017 All Star Game uh, MVP and yeah. and the 2011 Home Run Derby winner. Yeah, so. I think he's got no pun intended. I think he's got some juice left in him. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, he gets the juice that juice out of him and. Can uh, can come back. I, I'd like to see him finish his career pretty strong. And yeah, it, I, I don't I don't see if they if they do institute the the DH in uh, you know because it's going to be hard. He's got going to have two years left on his contract when he comes back, right? right. With the with the Mets, and that's a that's a big contract. And I think he know, can still play second Steve, base. Steve, Co- Steve Cohen's going to have to eat that, and yeah. who knows? But if he if they do institute the DH in uh, uh, in the National League next year, I could see him staying with the Mets for finishing yeah. out his career for those two years. Um, you know, get the uh, get get a little playing time at second base, DH the rest of the games, bring up his numbers. You know, get his record for second baseman for home runs, and uh, and then you know go off to the sunset. You know, or whatever, he, or or wherever he wants to go at that point. Sam. We'll yeah, see. I mean, I, it, it looks like the Mets have found a second baseman. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have. So we will see. Um, and they got a couple of good. Uh, uh, Position player and uh, uh, prospects coming up too, so yeah. I think I make some decisions with some of that stuff as well. So anyway, Robbie Cano, number six. Number six, Robbie Cano. Here we go. Let's move on to number five. Number five is Charlie Geringer. Charles Leonard Geringer, the Mechanical Man. That's right. The Mechanical Man was his nickname. He played for the Detroit Tigers for his entire career, nineteen twenty-four through nineteen forty-two. Six-time All-Star. Uh, 33 through 38. The World Series champion in 35 with the Tigers. AL MVP in 37. AL batting champion same year. AL stolen bases leader in 1929. And his Detroit num- Tigers number two is retired. And, of course, he's in Cooperstown as well. Lifetime 320 batting average. Nice and high there. Uh, almost 2,900 hits. Uh, 184 home runs. But uh, well, over 1,400 RBIs. Yeah. Um yeah, just he put uh, up he racked up some numbers. He did rack up those numbers, that's for sure. Yeah, 184 home runs is nothing to sneeze at. And his fielding percentage was one of the highest, I think, in the history of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's crazy. Um he had seven seasons with more than two with more than two hundred hits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seven seasons of the seasons he played, he had more than two hundred hits. So that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Um, and then he coached and was a GM and a team vice president after that too. So yeah, um, yeah, just just all around. Uh, and know. he served in the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't think it was that long ago. But was this, uh, you know, um, well, he, was just, he was a drummer boy in the he Civil was War. A drummer boy, in that's, the, right. that's right. He was he played. He was younger then, right? Charlie Geringer. Yeah. So, uh, born in 1903. Charles Leonard Geringer. There you go. Number five. Let's move on to number four on our list would be Eddie Collins. Oh, old Eddie. Old Eddie. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. Um, Edward Trowbridge Collins Sr. His nickname? Cocky. 
His nickname was Cocky. Cocky Collins. Cocky. Cocky. Um, he was very cocky. Um, he played for Philadelphia. <laughs> he had good reason to be. He had very good reason to be. <laughs> He's he number four for... on our list. Exactly. He <laughs> So I was cocky. Knew that we put him on the list at number he four. He was waiting um, for this day. Philadelphia Athletics from 06 to 2014 played for the Chicago White Sox from 15 to 26, and he went back to Philly, finished out his career back in Philly with the Athletics from 27 to 1930. He's manager with the White Sox, too, for a few years after that. Uh, Actually, he was manager with the White Sox. I'm sorry. He's manager with the White Sox while he was on the White Sox. Um, So there you go. Six-time World Series champion. Uh, uh, Both both teams, basically. Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Just with the Athletics. Yeah, no. That was right. Um, uh, no, with one with the White Sox, too. I'm sorry. One with the White Sox, the rest of them with the Athletics. Uh, AL MVP in 2014, uh, four-time stolen bases leader. Uh, baseball, Philly Baseball Wall of Fame. Uh, he's, in, he's in the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame. Boston Red Sox Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, they'll take what they can get. Exactly. There you go. Right, uh, this, is before, this is before they had no ma. Exactly. <laughs> Who is uh, the best Red Sox second baseman? That's a hard one. That is a hard one. Uh, hey, you know, I mean, Dustin Pedroia. Pedroia's got to be up there. Probably Pedroia. Yeah. I would say Pedroia without a doubt. Yeah. But um, here's what I'll say about Collins. You mentioned the uh, the MVP in uh, 1914. I think 1914. Yeah. He was second in the voting in 1923 and 1924. Mm-hmm. He was third in the voting in 1911. And 1913, mm-hmm. and he had a fifth and a sixth too. Yep. Yeah, so he, uh, he, he was—I mean, this guy was incredible. He's the only non-Yankee to win five or more World Series titles with the same club as a player. Yep. There you go. Thirty-three hundred and fifteen hits, and he is the all-time sacrifices leader with five hundred and twelve. Yep. How about that? That's that's great. That's crazy. Uh, Seven hundred forty-five stolen bases. Um, so he, was, he was the he was the GM for the Red Sox. That's why he's in the uh, Red Sox. The, oh, he was a GM. Oh, that's okay, right. that's right. He was a GM for the Red Sox. There you go. For a long time, I think he wound up living. I think he lived the rest of his life in Boston or outside of Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, Boston. Yeah. Boston and you want to let me let me throw these numbers at you too. So thirteen years uh, in total in Philly and 12 in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's his numbers, Philly first and Chicago. Batting average, 337, 331. Mm-hmm. Uh, OBP, 423, 426. Mm-hmm. Slugging, 437, 424. And Ops, 860, 849. Remarkably consistent. Oh, totally consistent all the way through. Yeah, you know, And a total of about uh 12 11 50 to sixteen seventy, so about 500 extra games in chicago where he played mm-hmm. for less time well and he had 745 stolen bases over his career and, and you know everything was three 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 you know three <laughs> three thirty three batting average over three thousand three hundred hits i mean yeah. he was <laughs> I, I, there's no second baseman that's ever put up numbers like this i mean no. there's other than maybe number one on our list but his 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 numbers were pretty impressive. They definitely yeah, were. they definitely were. Born in eighteen eighty seven in Mil- Millerton, New York. Tim, uh, number four on our list, Edward Trowbridge Collins Senior. Cocky Collins. There he is. All right, that brings us to number three. Number three on our list. As good as he was. Wait to hear about this next guy. Number three, Napoleon Lajouy. 
I believe, that's, I believe that's how you pronounce it. La Jouie. La Jouie. La Jouie. I think La-Joy. you're right. I think it's La Jouie, yeah. Nap La Jouie. Right. Well, La-Joy. this is America. We call him La Jouie. Nap La Jouie. It sounds Nap-Joy. like Jouie. He, he was Sounds known like as appetizer. Larry Lajoui, uh, and his nickname was The Frenchman. There you go. Mm, can imagine okay. why. And it wasn't for his name. Because <laughs> no. he loved and Frenchmen. Because he loved French fries. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly why. And he um, loved French women as well. <laughs> <laughs> played, for the, played for the Philadelphia Phillies from 1896 to 1900. Played for the Philly Athletics for a couple years after that. Played for the Cleveland Naps for 13 years and then went back to the Philly Athletics for uh, two years as well. Um, yeah, and he was a manager of the, uh, the Cleveland Naps for um, a few of the years that he was on the Cleveland what is, what, By the way, what is a nap? Cleveland Naps. Like a nap? Like taking, Cle- a, taking a sleep? To the Cleveland Indians. Well, I know that, but what is a nap? Because <laughs> I mean? they were. Uh, I think they were named after him. They were named after him. Okay. They were the Cleveland Naps. And they just they didn't want to go with the, the Cleveland Napoleons. Okay. So they went with that's the Cleveland. Exactly. I don't know. That's, that's incredible. Just, they, went, they were going to go with the Cleveland Frenchman. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, if he had a team named after him, then I would have put him maybe number one. I well, I, that. I, that's probably not true. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> actually <laughs> looking to see if that. I, th- I think we should go with it. Fuck it. Uh, why the hell not? Yeah. Um, they maybe the, that's it. They were That's the Bronchos. The new... They were the Bronchos first. The Cleveland Bronchos. 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 <laughs> That's a breakfast dish, isn't it? <laughs> the Bronchos. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, they were uh, the, later informally replaced Bill Armour as the team's manager and uh, acting as the Naps field manager. No, I can't see where it was, but uh, let's go with it. Let's go with it. All right, All right. The team after him. Why not? Why the hell not? Why not? For hit the purpose three, of this particular conversation, three thirty nine with over three thousand hits. May exactly. as well. Exactly. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, thirty two hundred and fifty two hits, uh, almost sixteen hundred RBIs. Um, yeah, three thirty nine batting average. Crazy, crazy numbers. Wait, look at uh, here's, here's his nineteen oh one numbers. One hundred forty five runs, two hundred thirty two hits, only fourteen home runs. Buck twenty five in RBIs led the majors in the following categories. Well, let the runs and hits amongst them. Uh, it 420, was four twenty six batting average, four sixty three, <laughs> six forty three, and eleven oh six in the ops, uh, as well as uh, uh, ops plus whatever the hell that is, and total bases, which was three fifty. That that led the he led the league in all those categories. Plus runs and hits. Yeah, I mean that's the, a, that's a season he will may never ever see again. And never and the and the team was named indeed named after him. There, there we go. go. See and oh and by the way, he basically did the same thing in 1904. Yeah, yeah different no. numbers, but led not in runs, but uh, hits and um, and RBIs and all those other numbers I just named led the entire league in those numbers. Right. Crazy, crazy, ridiculous. Absolutely, yeah. His his the bulk of his career is with the with the Cleveland Napoleons or Naps or Brachos or Indians, whatever you want to call them, the Cleveland team. Um, but uh, yeah, crazy numbers. And five time uh, AL batting champion, home run five le- times. Five he, times. AL home run leader in 1901, and he only hit 82 home runs in his entire career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there you go. I mean, this stopped like- hitting home runs. He's a guy who hit 361, 426, 378, 376, 383. Yeah. 
Yeah, crazy. He was assist. He was a system second baseman. He, def- he second definitely base. deserved to have uh, a system, a team, a system team named after him. There That's you right. go. There you go. Number three on our list: Nap Lajoui. Lajoui. Well, listen. One day we might have like the Butte Canoes, right? We could have the Butte Canoes. The Houston BGOs. If they Houston, keep expanding, Houston. <laughs> The Houston Craigs. <laughs> it's got to be the first the, name. The Houston Bijos. Oh, it's got to be, be the first name. So it's got to be the Houston Craigs. Yeah. Well, that, the Houston the, Jose's. The Butte Robinsons. That would be a dispute. The because Butte, that's right. Cano could say they're named after him, but people might think otherwise. The Butte Robinsons. There you go. That could be different. <laughs> Speaking of Robinson, that brings us to our number two B, the name of which for which uh, Robinson Cano was named after, Mister Jackie Robinson. Uh, Jackie Robinson, he's tied for second, uh, so it's, he's 2B. Jack Roosevelt Robinson um, obviously played his uh, entire uh, MLB career for the Dodgers, played for the uh, Kansas City Monarchs in 1945 in the uh, Negro Leagues uh, prior to uh, joining the Brooklyn Dodgers. Six-time All-Star, uh, World Series champion in 55, NL MVP in 49, Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year in 47, NL Batting Champion 49, two-time stolen base leader. Uh, his number 42 is retired by the Dodgers, as well as every other Major League Baseball team. Uh, Monument Park honoree, uh, Major League Baseball All-Century team. Of course, he's in Cooperstown. That goes without saying. Lifetime batting average, 311. Uh, 137 home runs and only 734 RBIs. You know, but he started his career at 28. Yeah, yeah, he did. In the majors. Mm-hmm. So I mean, imagine if, if he had even six more years in his early prime there. I mean, just unbelievable. Oddly enough, uh, who's the, uh, uh, what's the uh, kid from, uh, um, uh, what is his name? I have no idea what you're talking about. Mazika, Mazika. Uh, Patrick Mazika from the oh, uh, yeah. Mets. He's 28 as well. He started his career with the Mets with 28. So, hey, he can only be as lucky to have half the career that Jackie Robinson. Yeah, had, so. I think about the pressure he was under when and the circumstances for which he came into the league. I mean, just pretty unbelievable when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a reason why you know all of baseball wears his numbers on certain days. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and his number has been retired by. Uh, by, was it all baseball teams? Or every most, baseball, every team, every right? baseball yeah. team. The only team, if you, the only person, Mo was the last person wearing forty-two, 42 for the Yankees. For the Yankees, every other team had it retired. So now the Yankees have it retired for Mo and and Jackie Robinson. Pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. look, we don't have to go on too much about Jackie Robinson, but yeah. one of the most sort of inspirational people in the history of sports, and maybe just in. The, the history of the United States. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go. Number two B, Mr. Jackie Robinson. Brings us to number two A. Number two A, Mr. Joe Morgan. Joe Leonard Morgan. Joseph Leonard Morgan played for the uh, Houston Colt 45s slash Astros. That's right. The Astros did have another second baseman on this list. Um, played for the Reds the bulk of his career. Uh, went back to the Astros for a year, bounced around, hit the Giants, the Phillies, and the Athletics for for a few years, and then retired uh, after being on Oakland. Ten-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion with the Big Red Machine. 
uh, two-time NL MVP, five-time Gold Glove Award winner, uh, Silver Slugger Award winner. His number eight is retired by Cincinnati. He's in the Cincinnati, of course, Hall of Fame, the Houston Astros Hall of Fame, and, of course, Cooperstown. Uh, lifetime batting average, 271. 2,517 hits, uh, 268 home runs, 1,133 RBIs, and just shy of 700 stolen bases. Uh, Joe Morgan was <laughs> quite the preeminent second baseman uh, back in those uh, big red machine days. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I remember him more as an announcer, and he was a pretty pretty great uh, broadcaster oh, as sure. well. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I look at Morgan's numbers, and I think that, they don't jump out quite as much as some of the other people on the, and that's surprising because when you think of second baseman, I think for anybody our age or maybe a little older or a little younger, Joe Morgan's going to be within that first, you know, maybe, maybe the first person that kind of jumps out at you. Sure. Um, but I just think it was what he meant to those teams and how good those Reds teams were for those, whatever, four or five years. Right. They were, you know, what, what were they one more year away from really being a dynasty? So, um, and I th- he just, he played for so long. It was so consistent that I think you just have to, he's sort of the, the stand, he was the standard bearer, um, you know, from the, from the, from the mid eighties on as far as what, uh, what people were looking for as a second baseman. I think the game changed a little bit, we didn't really expect second baseman to necessarily hit for average or, or hit a lot of home runs, but back then, but he, he was, when you thought of, I mean, and I think right now, if I think of a second baseman other than Jackie, uh, Jackie Robinson, I think of Joe Morgan. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I and do he, too definitely. he really stepped up aspects of his game. You know, if you look at uh, 10 years with Houston, you know, 72 home runs, although, you know, the, the last part of that obviously was was post his uh, years in Cincinnati. 152 home runs with Cincinnati in eight years. Mm-hmm. And here's the numbers that really stand out to me. Ten years with the Astros, uh, 415 strikeouts. Yep. Yeah. And eight years with Cincinnati, 410. So you yeah. think about that. Ten years with Houston, he's averaging 41 strikeouts a season. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and, and a couple of those years, he only played – for three of three of those years he played, I don't know, ten games or less or something. Um, you know, most of them were, you know, relatively close to full seasons, hundred and you know, forty some odd games. But sure. just you know, for a guy who was uh, I mean, you, you just compare that to today. Yeah. You know, where you've got guys that are striking out five times that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His his on base his on base percentage was was always way above even in the postseason. You know he he didn't have in fact he had he hit one eighty two in over the course of his postseason career a little better in the post, in the World Series two thirty five, but his on base percentage in the in the World Series was three forty seven. So he got on base you know and uh, and he scored yeah, runs two seventy one three ninety two. Right, <laughs> you know that's uh, that's a pretty big gap right there. Exactly. Yeah, he he was. Uh, yeah, he's Joe Morgan. What else can you say? Yep. Exactly. Number two A on our list today, Joe Leonard Morgan. There you go. All right, that brings us to our number one second baseman uh, in, in MLB history. 
On our list, number one today is, of course, Rogers Hornsby. I never Rogers, knew there was an S at the end of his name. Rogers Hornsby, yeah. Rogers. Rogers Hornsby. Um, uh, grandfather of Bruce, I believe. Uh, yes, yes. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. There you go. Rogers Hornsby Sr., uh, the Raja. The Raja uh, played uh, for the Cardinals uh, for oh, 12 seasons. Uh, played for the Giants, then bounced around, played for the Giants for a season, Boston Braves. Played a few years for the Chicago Cubs. <coughs> Excuse me. Then went back to the uh, Cardinals for a season and finished up with the St. Louis Browns. The St. Louis Browns, which became anybody? Anybody? The St. Louis. The Cleveland Browns. No, they did not. They switched sports. The Cardinals. <laughs> No, the St. Louis Browns actually became the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, okay. Yes, but did. he didn't really play with them. He, I think he maxed out at about 20-something games in any one season with them. So, Yeah. So. His, his total games with the Browns was – let me see. I got it right here. Uh, no, oh, I don't have it right here. You don't? Five years. Oh, yeah, five years, 67 games. Yeah, yeah. So, so. he played, played a few games here and a few games there. Yeah, the Browns, Browns moved to uh, – uh, uh, Baltimore became the Orioles. Um, but in any event, and then he was a manager for years too. He was a manager, and, and they manager continued with, to suck. Yeah, he was manager with the Cardinals uh, and the Giants when he was on them. The Braves. He was a manager while he was playing um, for for later the later years of the latter years of if you will of his career. Um, but he was the uh, you know uh, St. Louis Browns manager in '52 and the Reds manager uh, '52 and '53 without playing. So there you go there. World Series champ in uh, 26, his uh, last year with the Cardinals of the first stint, if you will. Two-time NL MVP, two-time Triple Crown winner. Seven-time batting champion, two-time home run. Two-time Triple Crown winner. Two-time Triple Crown winner. Two-time Triple Crown winner. Um, Four-time NL uh, RBI leader. He's in the Cardinals Hall of Fame, uh, baseball century team, and all-time team. And, of of course, he's in Cooperstown. 358 lifetime batting average. 358. Yeah. Um, almost 3,000 hits, 301 home runs, uh, 1,584 RBIs. His uh, managerial record, uh, again, was close to 500, but uh, most of that was, like I said, like we were talking in the latter years of his career. Um, yeah, two, th- that, that's, a, that's a big thing there. Two-time Triple Crown winner. Well, listen, listen to this. This is stretch here. And the Triple Crowns were 21... And 24, and that's included in this stretch. From 1920, this was all with St. Louis, 1920 to 1925, in the following categories, batting average, on base, slugging, ops, what they call the ops plus, and total bases. With the exception of 1923, the total base category, though that stretch of years from 20 to 25, he led either the National League at and or all of baseball in all of those categories mm-hmm. every year from 21 through 25. Yeah. Yeah. He, he batted. He batted. <laughs> that includes those two triple crowns. Oh yeah. He batted. Well, there's, there's only been 18 triple crown winners yeah. Yeah. in the history of the game. There's only been two people who have won it twice. Mm-hmm. Hornsby and guess who the other one was. Tell us. Ted Williams. Ted Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so I mean, just this, the, and the last 21. person to do it was Miguel Cabrera. It's it's been since 2012. Yeah, so, you know, and before that, it was 1967. 
So we went from 67 to 2012 where yeah. somebody won the Triple Crown. 45 it, years. Yeah. It is an incredible feat. And the fact that yeah. he did it twice within, what, four years is unbelievable. Three years. In three three years. years. And his numbers were almost exactly the same. Yeah, they were. He batted you know, 400 or more three times during his career. Yeah. Four, four, the, uh, the year. The yeah, 401, 424, and 403. And look, fact, look, at his, look at his ops numbers, 1920 to 25. 990, 1097, 1181, 1086, 1203, and 1245. 1245. What year was 1925? That was 1925. What year was his OPS, the other 11? Uh, the, the one right before the 1245. Uh, uh, 1203. 1203, yeah. What, what year was the OPS there? That was, uh, that was 24. That was 1924. 1924. He was second right. in the MVP, and then the next year, he went 403, 489, 756, 1245. Right. 381 total bases. His, and he, and he won the MVP. I mean, this is yeah. sick. Crazy sick. numbers. His career batting average at 358 is second to only Ty Cobb. Ty, Ty Cobb's the only one. Ty Cobb is only one. Ty Cobb's career batting average. That's yeah. outrageous. One, one championship. So he got the championship in there. He got the championship in there. No, he wouldn't have made the list if he didn't. <laughs> One with the cards the last, like I said, the last year, 2015 to his 12th year with the cards. Two-time Triple Crown winner, both times hitting over 400. Mm-hmm. Two-time Triple Crown winner, both times hitting over 400. To put that into perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's almost 50 points higher than Ted Williams' average when he won the Triple Crown. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so. Yeah, and and yeah, and he was playing right around 140 games too. Yeah. So it wasn't like he, you know, it wasn't like he was playing 120 games and and no. resting on his laurels. No, he, he drove a like, cab. Oh, he drove a cab before every game. No. Yep. 250 hits in 1922. Yeah. 250. 250. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. That's when ball players were ball players. That's exactly. right. <laughs> and uh, that year, 42 of them were home runs. So he had 250 hits and kind of close to 20% of them left the yard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he didn't oh. win the MVP that season or the Triple Crown. Led the no. National League in, in all those numbers and, and, and base, all baseball in a couple of them, but uh, yeah. no Triple Crown that year. No Triple Crown that year. He waited a couple years. He said, 401, I can do better. There you go. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was. Hold a, my beer. I think when he was our consensus. Around... Wasn't he number one on everybody's list? Yeah. 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 He, was, yeah. he was number one across. I mean, you, you look at the stats and you're just like, geez, I always knew he was the best second baseman all the time, but I didn't realize just how incredible he was. I mean, he's he's got to be up there as one of the top players of all time. Yeah. I mean, he, without a doubt. Well, you mentioned him. You mentioned him in the category with Ty Cobb and Ted Williams. And, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's 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 crazy. But there you have it, folks. There's our top ten list for the year. We the year the night we finished it up with our number one second baseman of all time, Rogers Hornsby. All right. Um. Yeah. What what, what can you say about him? I mean, it's just insane that the the feats I can, he was able to. I can say that he is number one. On the Get On With It sports podcast, top 10 second baseman of all time. The Get On With It sports podcast. And I, I can say 
that uh, his Aaron Boone nickname is Hornsby. 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 <laughs> Don't have to. No, you don't have to change anything. I, th- I, I think. I think his nickname to anybody is Sir, there you go. <laughs> or Mister Hornsby. If well, you'd like. it, we'll, we'll, we'll leave Mr. it at Hornsby. the Raja. The Raja. <laughs> That's right. There you go. All right, Rogers Hornsby, folks. All right, that brings us to our section of the show. The get on with it. We're going to get on with it with our old balls segment. Harry, tell us who our Old Balls recipient is today. You know, this week's recipient of Old Balls is somebody who, when I think of second baseman, there were two guys from the late 70s and early 80s that I just thought of reminded me of second baseman. And I just went with this guy because he had a slightly better mustache than the other one. (laughs) Our Old Balls recipient this week is none other than Bobby Gritch. Bobby Gritch played for the Orioles and the California Angels, played for the Orioles from 70 to 76, the California Angels from 77 to 86. And he was just one of these guys who can, he, he was one of the first real power hitting second basemen, at least of that era. He was a four-time gold glove winner, won the silver slugger award in 81, led the American league in home runs in 1981 and was a six-time All-Star, three with the Orioles and three with the with the Angels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he's one of these guys who's probably a bubble Hall of Famer. He's, he's, he's not going to get in. But he was he, he was a hell of a good second baseman. And on those, those Orioles teams and those Angels teams, he was, he was one of the, the guys who really was a standout player. And, I, and he was a, he was a, a great defensive second baseman and, and was, he was the first second baseman, okay, to lead the American League in home runs since Nap Lahoy, or however the hell you say his last Lechoui. name. Lachoui. There you go. And in either league since Rogers Hornsby in 1929. So uh, he, he, was, he was kind of a precursor to some of these power hitting second basemen that yeah. came you know, a decade later and was, uh, was, was a great defensive second baseman and was part of a really good angels infield in those days. So, uh, I don't know, here he is. I, when I think of old school second baseman, uh, he, he came to mind, both him and we'll give a, 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 a nod to Davey Lopes as well. Uh, in those days, I, when I think of second baseman, that's who I think of. So this week's old balls, none other than Bobby Gritch. Bobby Gritch, this week's old balls. Old balls. Yeah, and he he uh, was the first inductee into the California Angels Hall of Fame. Yeah, because the Angels were, you know, they hadn't been around that long. So, yeah. uh, but that was a, that was a good team. Then the the eighty five eighty six Angels teams with uh, Rod Carew and Reggie Jackson and Doug DeSensei and uh, uh, Bobby Gritch, mm-hmm. hell hell of a great team, and they were they were very good defensively. Uh, another known fact, a uh, little known fact, I should say, um, he became up, Gritch became a free agent in 76 when he left the Orioles and went to the, uh, uh, angels. The angels had originally planned to move Gritch to shortstop, right. uh, as they had, uh, Jerry Remy at second. However, um, Bobby Gritch, uh, suffered a herniated disc in his back, trying to move an air conditioning unit. Uh, so he only played 52 games that year. Uh, angels traded, uh, Remy to the uh, Red Sox, uh, and, uh, moved Gritch back to second for the 78 season. So we can, we can thank the air conditioning unit for, for keeping uh, him at second. So he could be on this list. So he could be uh, our old balls tonight. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. So, well, there you go. Um, I did want to bring up one thing, too. A little bit of my research uh, for this list. I came upon a name that I'd heard before, uh, but didn't really know uh, how much of... Uh, I'll turn uh, Bobby Gritch off there. Uh, didn't really know how uh, much he actually did. Uh, and um, you guys can uh, check it out really uh, quick if you want. Uh, Frankie Frisch. Uh, Frankie, oh, yeah. His name came up. Frank Frisch. Um, yeah. yeah. The uh, the Fordham Flash. Or the old flesh, uh, yeah. Just, just, just quick as numbers. I'm not gonna give that. Um, uh, what you might call it? He uh, played for the he played for the New York Giants and he played for the Cardinals too. Played for the New York Giants for seven years, eight seasons, seven seasons, um, eight seasons, and then he played for uh, the Cardinals for twelve seasons. But he, um, he has lifetime batting average three sixteen, uh, almost twenty nine hundred hits, hundred home runs, hundred five home runs. Uh, almost 1,300 uh, RBIs, and his man and he, his managerial record after afterwards uh, after he was uh, playing, uh, uh, winning percentage is uh, 514. He, he he managed for a while, uh, 33 through 51. He was uh, a manager um, of the Cardinals, Pirates, and the Cubs. Finished up with the Cubs, uh, but he was a four-time World Series champion on uh, uh, 21, 22, 31, and 34. Um, two with the Giants, two with the uh, Cardinals, and. Um, uh, three-time uh, NL stolen bases leader and a member of the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Of course, he's in Cooperstown, too. But his numbers, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, uh, you know, we, we we got our list. But I just I, – I couldn't let it go. Not that he's on the list or even old balls, but I just had to mention him. Uh, he's uh, 11A on our top ten list. 11A on our Sorry. top ten list. There you go. Um, Frankie Frisch. Um, the Fordham Flash. Uh, or old flesh, uh, as he was called in later years, I could imagine. But anyway, so <laughs> yeah. when he wasn't quite so flashy, anymore. <laughs> he wasn't quite so flashy anymore. Isn't that the Fordham Flash? No, he's, uh, he's old not, flesh. E- not anymore. Not anymore. anymore. He's not anymore. Flesh. All right. By the way, uh, good uh, win by the uh, Yankees there. There you go. Yeah, one nothing. Uh, Cole went eight innings and eight uh, innings, four hits, and twelve strikeouts. Ah! Yeah, and Chapman comes in and closes. That's and uh, who got That's the uh, supposed to happen, though, isn't it? Hicks yeah. got the uh, RBI, I think. Yeah, there we go. Hicks on a sacrifice fly. He put the bat on the ball. Oh, my God. It's amazing how, that, it's amazing like, how uh, that happens. Produces positive results. Look at that. Look at that. In this case, a win. So that's yeah. uh I think they swept the – they swept the – did they sweep? sweep? They swept their A's, which is – The Yankees are – Yeah. It's, it's two only games. a two-game series. Do they play on – did they play on Monday? All right. I don't know. Well, I'm is this sure. game two or game? I think it was three. It was. I didn't know if this was game two or three, though. I'm not sure. So. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they did know. something good. There you go. They did. All right. Um. Let's uh. Let's talk NFL just for a quick little bit. Uh. A couple things went on today. They uh, announced the uh, schedule for uh, this year. Yay! The Giants uh, start the season, um, with uh, home, uh, week one against the Broncos in uh in MetLife. So uh that should be interesting for uh for you. Now is that going to be the uh, Aaron Rodgers Broncos? Uh yeah, well, you know what? It could be. It could be. Um, I, I, look, if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, oh, tomorrow is game 3 by the way. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow is game, game 3. I I think there's only one team he's going to. Vegas Broncos. No, I think it's the Denver. I think it's Denver. Why would he want to go to Vegas? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that that's I'm, just <laughs> Why would anybody want to go play for that motherfucker? Sit a couple tables. I just don't get it. I, I mean, he's Taking a court, The buffets are amazing. Quarter, he's kind of a quarterback <laughs> ruiner. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, no, I, just, I, I I agree. I think Denver or um, 
Maybe New Orleans. But I think Denver's they've I don't, got New, enough. New Orleans. I don't, see, I don't see him going to New Orleans. New Orleans just can't make it work without giving up everything that would have tracked him to New Orleans. Yeah, that he would need to actually win there, yeah. I yeah. think I think uh, I think the handwriting's on the wall, and I don't think I'm going anywhere other than Green Bay. He's playing anywhere other than Green Bay. It's it's got to be Denver. And I, yeah, I think it's going to be an AFC team, and I think it's going to be Denver. Um, and look, uh, yeah, we'll see. Look, if if he doesn't uh, come to the Broncos, then then the Giants sh- should have a good chance to win that game. Yeah, exactly. The no no Rodgers in Denver, Giants win their opener. Aaron Rodgers in Denver, eh, maybe not so much. But uh we we, we shall see. Well, you never know though. It is the home game and it's the first game of the season. You don't know what the squad's going to be like, but Giants only uh, uh three preseason games, too. Three preseason games. Yeah. Not that the starters play in the fourth game, but still. Exactly. But that means no, well, they're not going to play in the third game. Now. Well, that was the week right. that that was the give that was the give and take for the extra game during the regular season, right? right. They, they right. But my point is that anybody who's with a new team or certainly any rookie quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have kind of you know, maybe rookies that you're expecting to start or you really want to get a look at them in the pro set, they're going to have, you know, less time to actually uh, get in there. To get in there and do anything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, Giants schedule, just to breeze through it really quick, uh, week one, uh, home for the Broncos, week two at Washington, week three at home <laughs> for the Falcons. Why are we going through the football schedule now? And uh, I'm just doing I'm just doing the first four weeks. I just said that. Okay. Oh, all right. So okay. they're they're back and forth. They're home away, home away. That's all I was going with. Uh, and then uh, week five is at the Cowboys. Um, so that'll be uh, an interesting thing. That's the second season in a row. There were there were years for many years the Giants' first game of the season was the Cowboys, um, and usually in Dallas too. This is the second year in a row where they're not playing until you know middle of October. So, but uh, over to the Jets, interesting. Um, you see who the Jets' uh, first game is, right? Yeah, it's I away in Carolina, so they get, get Sam it, Darnold I, right out of the gate. Yeah, I know, I get it, but I think they should have waited. Do you think? Like, do you think well, the NFL we'll, did that for a reason? Well, they obviously <laughs> did, but it could backfire because we don't know if Zach Wilson is going to start. Now right. they may know that Zach Wilson is going to start. Well, I mean, and you know, we don't even know who the Jets journeyman backup is going to be at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. But. They haven't gotten them. They're going to go out and get somebody. And you know what? The first name that popped into my mind when they said, because I was listening to a couple of reports over the last couple of days saying that the Jets are obviously going to go sign a veteran backup. Uh, and if, if Zach Wilson's not ready, obviously he's going to be starting. But the first name that popped in my mind, um, uh, Colt McCoy. <laughs> Yeah. Let, let, let me let you in on a little secret. Let us in on a little secret there, Harry. Zach Wilson is going to be starting for the Zach New York Wilson's Jets. I think no he has, matter I think what. He, I know. No well, matter I think, what. I know. Unless I think that, um, this was the NFL, you know, making sure that that, you know, having, yes. putting their two cents in and making sure. Because he has to. He has to. Mm-hmm. This is the, it's, it's an actual triple revenge angle, kind of, sort of, if you will. Uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, against, you know, for the Panthers against the Jets. The team that gave up on him. The team that gave up on him. Robbie Anderson is the first time he's facing the Jets since he left the Jets. And, and reunited with his favorite quarterback. Exactly, Jets. right. And then Matt Rule, who the Jets almost hired but went with Adam Gaze instead, uh, will be on the other sideline. So yeah. um, it could be it, it could prove for a couple of interesting uh, things, but I don't think much is going to come of it anyway. But I think you're, I think Harry's 100% right. Um, Zach Wilson starting for the Jets. Yeah, the, yeah I don't. The, the I, Monday, really... the Monday night game sort of surprises me. R- Ravens Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I guess they wanted they wanted to first they wanted to have a game in. They, I don't know. 
Well, what's the uh, what's the Thursday night game the week before? Because that's the kickoff, right? The Thursday night game before the first uh, week one. Cowboys and Bucks. Cowboys and Bucks. There you go. And in Tampa. In Tampa. Uh, predictions for that game? We're not doing beaten by the coin. <laughs> uh, I say that. I say. I think the I think the Bucks will get off to a good start. I think the Bucks will get off to a good start too. And yeah, then that, speak, speaking, that could be a double digit win for the Bucks. I think, I think so. the Cowboys are going to be a lot better this year. They're going to be better. Yeah, but I don't know if their defense is going to be better right away. Right? No, they're exactly. going to take. They're going to need a little, a little bit to gel. So yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, the Bucks, Gi- Giants yeah. play the second week Thursday night game. Yeah. Yes, they do. Thursday night, um, and it's uh, against the football uh, against, team. Against the football team, I thought they were going to have a have name. A name? This year. They have to have a name before. They said it was just one year, off. right? They were going to just one year, and then they were going to. Are they just going to stay with the Washington football team? Well, for, you know what? They might have piles forever. and piles of merchandise. Why don't they name they it after? Why don't they name it so much for one? Why don't season? they name their team after a player and call it the Riggins? The Washington Riggins. It'll be the Washington Johns. Or the, it's be the first name. We can do the last name. How about the, the Washington, Washington Joes? The Joes. The, the, yeah. the Washington Joes. Or the Washington Joe thighs. The Joe thighs. There you or go. Or the Joe John Rig thighs. The Washington <laughs> Joe John Rig thighs. All righty. Joe John Rig thighs. What else at the NFL there, John? Washington <laughs> Bradford Dan- Darnold. <laughs> Darnold. The Washington <laughs> Feisford. <laughs> oh Jesus! This is taking a weird turn. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not going. Um, I'm going to stop. Anyway, I mean, this is the biggest news with the uh, the Gi- the Giants do play the Bucks on Monday night. By the way, Giants do play the Bucks on a Monday night. Yes, they do. Um, the uh, speaking of the Bucks, uh, thank you for that segue uh, again, Harry. Um, Brady uh, wants to wants a championship rematch versus the Giants. Uh, this came out today. Uh, he he's stated that he wants a championship rematch against the Giants. Clearly, it can't be the Super Bowl now, obviously, but he wants. In other words, he wants to go to the NFC Championship game this year, but he wants the Giants to go too. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, so oh, the Giants going to sign. But Eli Tom Brady bro. wants it. Giants going to sign Eli and bring him back for <laughs> just for that game. Yeah. Just for that game. That's just right. for yeah. one game. That's well, they got to get there first. They might have to. Yeah. Is he going to want a rematch with the Eagles, too? I mean, come on. Uh, well, hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is what he said. He said Brady wants a – Brady is still out for revenge against the New York Giants after losing two Super Bowls to Eli Manning and company. I don't know. So there you go. He, I don't know. And he, he quoted, he said, I got to figure out how to beat the Giants someday, Brady said. We got to have some type of rematch now that I'm in Tampa in a championship game. Those were his words. Where is yeah. the uh, – Is he drinking the tequila again on the boat? <laughs> suppose he is. Where do they play? You said they're on a Monday night. Is that uh... – in, in Tampa. No. So, listen, we need busloads of Giant fans all wearing Eli Manning jerseys. They're already down there. To go... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 So, the, so we need a half a stadium filled with Eli Manning jerseys for that game. Right. I would love to see that. Um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady actually said that Giants fans should love him. Tom Brady needs to go back to being the Tom Brady that just shut up and he doesn't. He doesn't elaborate as to why. One championship <laughs> he ring just and said, bangs his supermodel wife. Yeah. Well, now he's boozy, Tom. He, yeah. here, here he goes. He he's says, boozy, trophy tossing, Tom. He goes, how, <laughs> how could you hate me when you're? How could you hate me when you're a Giants fan? You should love me. That was the only team I I never beat. The freaking Giants. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the Giants to sign him when he's 47, when the Daniel Jones experiment <laughs> finally fucking runs out. 
No, he's going to play till 50 now. He's going to play till 50. That's great. Look at the last three years. 47, 48, 49, 50. We'll take it. Why not? Well, then then they'll they'll bench him for uh, Michael Smith, who's the son of Gino. That's right. There you go. There you go. Bench him the last couple games in his final Gronk Gronk will come back for two games. Uh, He'll be the first (laughs) robot to be comprised of half man, half parts. And maybe Rosie can get involved with that. It'll be great. The Giants will sign Tim Tebow as, a, as an offensive tackle by then. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Tim Tebow. <laughs> the Christian clap. He w- just keeps coming back. Just keeps coming back. Tight end now in, in yeah. with the Jets. He, he, he reunites with Urban Meyer, right? He reunites with Urban Meyer. It's his hometown. Yeah. It works perfect, right? So You know what? It, it gives me good reason to hate the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I mean, it's. Hey, he won a playoff game for your second hometown team there, you know. Yeah, and I hated him through all of it because I knew that by winning that game, he was going to be the white hero to every uh, most overrated player in the history of the game. He's just, Christian Clapp. Well, they're going to suck, right? Jacksonville's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, well, they got, so, you know. So, uh, hey, they're going to He's have not going to be the difference between, you know, how many games? What, what's, it's, I, he, just, he just won't go away. Just go away. Between right. – just eight and nine and nine and eight. I don't think he's going to be. I, I guess maybe the only good thing is I don't have to hear him talking on sports shows in the morning anymore. I don't know. Well, it was only on the SEC network, right? No, he was on. Well, he was always a guest on every ESPN show well, because, that's true, yeah. because a certain segment of society loves the guy. Yeah. Oh, he just annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, he's, he's worse than a country music awards <laughs> show. <laughs> anyway. That's saying a lot. Yeah. And to, uh, to wrap up NFL, I got one graphic for you. And it's pretty graphic, I might mind you. All right. All right. All right. Um, have you seen the comparison between the two quarterbacks in New England? No? No. Um, all right. Well, first of all, they're opposites, right? Because one's Cam and the other's Mac. You reverse Cam and it's Mac. You reverse Mac and it's Cam, right? They're, they're opposites. You, you, you reverse Newton and you get <laughs> Jones. Jones. But he, here's another here's another proof positive as to why they're opposites. Here we go, there you go. Um, those are two uh, two opposite guys right there. There you go. Mm-hmm. So the dad bod, he's uh, definitely uh, Mac Jones is definitely rocking that dad bod with the cigar there too. Um, one wears a headband, and the other doesn't. One wears a headband, the other. You know, doesn't. you know what, you know what they each have zero Super Bowl wins. There you go. This That's is true. very true. Um, but yeah, there you go. Oh, and, uh, I one, saw that one, earlier today, and I just had to share that with. Imagine you. Cam Newton as a tight end, though. <laughs> folks, on the uh, imagine Cam Newton as a tight end. There you go. Or a folks, power folks, forward in the NBA. Folks, this is the audio show. podcast. Um, if you really want to see the picture that I just put up, obviously you're gonna have to go on Facebook or YouTube and check it out. Um, I'd advise you don't. But um, eh, why not? What the hell? Ultimately, it's disappointing. Ultimately, but... it's a little disappointing. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. That should wrap up the NFL. Mac and today. Cam. That's got to be. That's got to be like Cam. a documentary, right? That Mac and a Cam. crew that follows them through training camp and stuff. Mac and Cam. Mac and or Cam, Cam and Mac. Cam and well, I think Mac yeah. and Cam has a better flow. Mac and Cam has a better flow, but like know. sort of a junior version of what is it, Hard Knocks or whatever they call it. Thing. You know, Cam, Cam Newton's only thirty-two. Right. It's 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 incredible. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, it. it I, I hate to throw this out there, but is he is he a borderline Hall of Famer? Cam Newton? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, he MVP award. If he does, three, if he does some amazing stuff for another three few times years Pro Bowler, I don't, yeah, maybe college football. 
Hall of Fame. Probably. Go to the Probably. Super Bowl. Listen, I'll be interested to see what he does this year because I think – look, we, we know what he did last year, right? He couldn't throw the ball, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then he got COVID. Mm-hmm. He's and, a – you know, he's, he's a career worse. 60%. He's a career 60%. Yeah. But he was worse after COVID than he was before COVID. And he still ran right. for over 500 yards. And well, he had, had a run. Question. Right. That's but good. I'm saying if – if he can come back and throw the ball a little bit and run and score some touchdowns, then he might be a serviceable quarterback. Very true. Very true. They don't have a lot of talent around him. I mean, it's no, the reason I mean, why Brady left, and they've lost. he lost his best receiver. If, if the chances of, of uh, Zach Wilson starting game one are 100%, what is the percentage for Mac Jones? 50-50. Yeah, it's fifty-fifty um, at best, right? I think Cam Newton is is going to be the starter in New England. I don't think Mac. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be. Uh, is going to be starting. I I, th- I think Belichick's smart enough to not Joe Burrow Mac Jones. Yeah. So, but look, Cam Newton's injury prone too. So Mac Jones might be thrown yeah. into the mix sooner than later. Well, and look, how did Tom Brady? He Wally. Uh, he Wally. Um, what's what he he Lou Gehrig did right. Wally Pep he didn't. He didn't. He didn't get in the game because he was just outplayed Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe got hurt. Right. Sure. And then he got but, in the but, game, and but it was it was it wasn't Brady's first year. No. No, but I'm saying he was right. right. He was. He right. was a. And Brady was also what a six round draft. Pick. Yeah, 498th pick or whatever yeah. it was. But so you know, yeah. I don't. I don't know if they were grooming him to be the next great quarterback in New England. No point. No. He got in there because of injury and made the most of it. Right. That could happen to, for Mac Jones too. Exactly. Hey, I don't know, know if they're. I mean, they're obviously grooming him to be a future starter, but true. I don't necessarily think they're thinking this year. Yeah. I think they're going to ride with Cam Newton. Uh, I don't think you ever. He gets hurt. Yeah. The, uh, the, so the Mac Jones odds to start Week One for the Patriots is listed as plus five hundred. So, so that what what does that actually mean? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> so that's about fifty fifty, isn't it? Yeah. yeah like, so how does what does that number actually mean? Uh, half. He'll start once <laughs> out of 500 seasons, 500 yeah. universes. 500 universes. <laughs> he starts in one of them. I, I, don't, that... I don't think there's any, honestly. I don't think, unless Mac Jones just like lights it up in training camp and the preseason, right. I don't think Mac Jones is going to start. Yeah. If and he's if great I, and Cam sucks, then he right. might get if, if Cam Newton is playing in, in training camp and preseason like he played in the beginning of the season last year, then, right. And Mac Jones and Mac Jones is lighting it up. But you got to remember too, Mac Jones is going to start as a number three quarterback in camp. That's what Belichick said. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I look. I, I think it's good to sometimes sit a quarterback for the first year. I think it is. A, I think yeah, it's if, almost if, if always it good to done, sit a quarterback yeah, for the first year. If it can be done, then fine. You know, it should be, and it should be. You know, I, I mean, I think you know. I think uh, a lot of uh, quarterbacks around the league would agree with that. You know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, call it? Um, Steve Young. Steve Young, thank you. Well, Young was um, there for a long time. Long he was there for like six years or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, if, if look at it this way, though, you know, when we mentioned it before, if, if Cam Newton winds up becoming the backup quarterback to Mac Jones, you know, Cam Newton's been a backup quarterback to a, to a uh, you know, trophy-winning quarterback before. Right. Um, you know, in college. Uh. <laughs> I mean, 
It was Tim Tebow. Deja vu, huh? Yeah, you, you, you know, you were talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, Zach Wilson too. Do the Jets? Do the Jets still have Trevor Simeon on their roster or no? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He got hurt, right? He got hurt. Yeah, I know I that, know. but I'm just wondering. I don't if think he's... they dropped him. Uh, um, uh, that's that's my question. I'm wondering if he's still on the Jets that's roster. That's a good question. Uh, we will see. Look at this. Here we go. He is. No, he's on. No, Trevor. Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Trevor Simeon is on the uh, Saints. Saints. Oh yeah. That's right. He was signed by the. I couldn't remember what happened to him after the Jets signed. Mm-hmm. You know, Flack. How about Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco's on the uh, Eagles, right? I know, but yeah. you know, it's. I don't know who the Jets are going to get as their their backup. It'll be interesting. Is Josh McCown anywhere? Right. Well, yeah. Go back for another stint. Why not? Right. Uh, whose name did I hear the other day? Uh, I don't remember. No. Somebody, somebody on the radio was talking about. I don't know. I don't know. No. no. I'm sure they're look. They're going to sign. The Jets are going to sign a uh, a veteran uh, quarterback. Um, I don't think it's going to be amount to any more than a little to- tutelage. And a backup uh, situation because I think from 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 the jump, uh, uh, Zach Wilson is the is the quarterback, and I don't think there's you know unless he's just underperforming and it's clear that he needs time to develop, which I don't think is going to be the case. Um, then you know if, if that's the case, then then, then fine. And that's why they're well, going I, to get the. I think he does need time to develop. I just don't think the Jets are going to do it. I mean, do you really think that Zach Wilson is that much further ahead in NFL ready right now than Mac Jones? No, I don't. I don't. I just mean, look, I mean, if he's just not going to cut it at all, like go out there and get himself hurt. Right. That's what I mean. If he's going to be serviceable, even if he's losing games, he's playing. Right. You know, that's that's the point. And that's what the Jets have done with their quarterbacks that they've drafted over mm-hmm. the years, right? They throw them right into the right into it. Uh, um, uh, whatchamacallit? Yeah. Uh, Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, uh, Sam Darnold. You know, they all right into it. Uh, but, hey, what are you going to do? Here, here's here's somebody the Jets should pick up. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Why not? Brian Hoyer, that was the name I heard. Brian, Brian Hoyer. There you go. Yeah. Where there is go. Blake Bortles right now? What has Blake Bortles maybe done? The, maybe the Jets can get one of the Patriots. I think, I think Blake, Blake Bortles is, is a free agent. Blake Bortles. He's the new Blake, Bubby Brister. Well, he, Brister. he didn't he it wasn't that long ago that he was in the championship game, wasn't it? I mean he, Yeah, but they weren't there because of him. Well Yeah, they were there in spite of him. Yeah, he was they really no were. Way. Um <laughs> but uh in any event, uh he was on the Rams last year, actually. He was on the Rams and the Broncos last year. He's on the Packers now. Blake Bortles, did you did, were you aware of that? Harry, that yeah. Blake Bortles was on the Broncos for a short time last. He season. was, yeah. yeah. That's why. That's and I don't think he is anymore. That's why I was. No, he's not. He was. He went to the Rams and then they now cut he's him. Not. Yeah, he is a free agent. Blake. No, Bortles this. A uh, there's a report here that says he's. He went to uh, went to Green Bay today to sign a one year deal. Huh? Blake Bortles went to Green Bay today to sign. So a Blake Bortles is the. Uh, uh, is the insurance policy in case Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Oh my god! <laughs> oh jeez. There you go. That's uh, that that that's got to make uh, that's going to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Yeah, uh, or laugh Adams. one or the other. Devontae Adams is definitely going to stick around. For yeah, Blake Bortles. Thank yeah, you, Devontae Adams. He yeah. said he was. He said he. Well, Bortles will be the Bortles will be the backup to whoever they wasted their pick on. 
last year. Love, 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 love yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, Adam said uh, if if Aaron Rodgers leaves, I got to consider my options. <laughs> Which I mean, you're a wide receiver, you don't you don't have nearly as many options. Well, you know what? Maybe the Giants could uh, take uh, Devontae yeah. Adams because they 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 don't have enough wide receivers. Well, well they, they never have enough wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, he can just take some uh, t- some advice from uh, OBJ as far as how to wind your way out of a situation. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. well, that should uh, that should do NFL for today. Uh, there'll be more as all of that develops, and uh, we're keeping a close eye on the Aaron Rodgers saga. But I don't think it's going to be anytime no, soon. No, we're not. That's going to be uh, not until June third. At least June third. Yeah. The Aaron Rodgers saga is like a snail. <laughs> walking across, you know, Pretty sandpaper. Pretty he moves much. at a quarter turn per week, maybe. You know, nothing. Nothing has really happened with this story in weeks, and it's too bad because it, if there's a guy in an organization that I would love to see them work it out and see a guy play his whole career with one team and maybe win another championship, it's Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. Uh, but it, it doesn't look like it's meant to be. He wants out. He does, and you know, it is what it is. It is. All right. Uh, should we talk a little uh, basketball? Basketball. Why not? Why not? Um, three games left, right? Three or four games left in the regular season. Left, and that game last night, damn it, for the Knicks. Just, yeah, they did. Uh, uh, what did you have a ten point lead? And uh, that was a that was a that was a tough one. The Lakers needed that one though. Sure, they did. Sure, sure, they, they did. really did. But that I was... don't know if any questions have been answered since last week. Well, James Harden's back for the Nets. Yeah. Well, Nash said earlier in the week that it was definitely possible that Harden plays before the end of the season. Definitely possible. I thought they might bring him back for a couple of games. But... Well, there you go. There you have I it. Mean, well, they have. If, if, if for only that we know the big three haven't played together very much, mm-hmm. and it's kind of been a given that they're talented enough, they could sort of step in and do it. Right. But depending on how – let's, let's – it's, assume... it's a conditioning thing. You want yeah, to – Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And you do want, and you do want those guys to play together. Look, they could have a short first round of the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to run into some tough teams, and so you want, you know, you want a little more than maybe four playoff games of, of those guys playing together right. after the total of seven during the regular season. Mm-hmm. So well, bring is, back is, for a is, games. is Kyrie hurt again? Uh, well, he got he got elbowed last night. Yeah. So so, so again, Kai. So out of all of the, guess who is the who is the Nets' leading scorer tonight? Uh, Blake, Blake Griffin. Griffin. No, Landry Shamet. <laughs> ah, Shemette, there you go. On a hot streak. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, let me let me ask you guys this question because we've talked I've, we've talked about this before and uh, I, of the possible two man combinations of the big three, right? I Durant and Harden. Durant, see, I would have said Durant and somebody would be better than Kyrie and Harden. But Kyrie and Harden, they were rocking and rolling when Durant was out for 20 games or whatever. I'm starting to think they might be the best combination because I think Harden makes other players around him better in a way that Durant doesn't. Right. Although Durant is incredibly efficient and incredible all around. I think Durant makes any team he is on. Makes any team better. But I think 50% better. But I think Harden, look, he plays defense. And when he was playing defense, Kyrie started to play some defense. Let me remind you of the postseason. Let's have a little bit of a walk back to James Harden's postseason play. 
Okay, and, well, and, that's, and yes, Kevin that's Durant's kind of the, postseason. That's kind but. of the caveat. But yes. I'm saying what we have seen so far, and we've seen more of those two guys together, that might be again. You're right. Harden could just continue to be lousy in the playoffs, and and then it I might not matter will. if it's him and Durant or him and Kyrie. But I think that combination has certainly the best, the most history of success. I think Kevin Durant, when healthy, is the best player in basketball. So to say that he you, you, that he cannot that that you would choose to have Kyrie Irving over him as one of your as your second star does not make a lot of sense to me, especially in the postseason where he creates so many matchup problems. Right. Now, if all three of them are out there, then again, the Nets are a really hard team to beat. However, when all three of them are out there against certain teams, certain teams, they're, they have some liabilities on the defensive end that we all know about. However, I do think that Kevin Durant, healthy and playing in a system that he knows and with players that he knows is can light it up at any time. And yes. he, he oh, is, yeah. he is a matchup nightmare for anybody, for any yeah. team. Yeah. But the but other, the, word the other is- thing is that the nets have no chance against the 76ers with their size and length and their defensive ability. If, Dur- if Durant's not out there, Harden and Irving will not be able to beat that Sixers team. Kevin Durant will. The the word you say after his name though is what concerns me. When you healthy. say Kevin Durant, healthy, healthy. healthy. Yeah. Well, we could say the same thing about James Harden right now, and we could say the same thing about Kyrie Irving. Maybe not physically. Yeah, that's true. But, but Harden doesn't have the history of no. But Ky- Ky- Kyrie's had arguably his best year as a pro. He has Kyrie's. It's, he's he's a sick 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 player. Yeah. I'm just I a mean, little concerned good. about the Nets' depth and their ability, their defensive ability for the long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they've got they've they're much like the Lakers. They've got some veterans that I just don't know how deep they can go into a into a postseason play. But look, Blake Griffin's played a lot better than I thought he would. Uh, yeah, but we, we thought he'd probably have something yeah. of a resurgence. I, I think the loss of uh, of uh, Aldridge Aldridge is, is a big one, yeah. especially when you look because there's only one team I think in the East that's going to give the Nets a problem, and that's the Sixers. I really yeah. and Milwaukee, and that's another. The Bucks another, defense is better than it the has Bucks, been. The Bucks are playing better. The Bucks and, are playing better ball. And look, if you if if Giannis is it has to at least part of the time. Spend some of his energy double teaming or covering Durant. It's it's a much harder game for the Bucks than than yeah you know if if he's not in there. Durant Durant is a really really great player. I would argue I know. that I, 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 I would I, I would argue that he's the best player in basketball right now. I, I I don't I don't disagree with you. I just I don't yeah. think he can stay out there. I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope he does too. I'd like and, to see uh, all three of them. Listen, they can play way more games in the playoffs than they played together in the regular season if everyone can stay on the floor. That's cer- that's certainly a uh, a possibility. That's I mean, true. if they go deep, then yeah. And right and right now, you know, the, the Hawks won tonight, so they're a half game ahead of the Knicks. As it stands right now, the Knicks are going to play the what the Heat in the first round or no? no the, the Knicks the, are going to play the Bucks. Well, I just looked through the schedule, right? Um, the Knicks should be able, should, should um, 
maybe able to put it that way to win at least two of their last three games, if not all three of their last three. Yeah, games. but Atlanta and a tie. Atlanta has the. I, I think they have the tiebreaker, and the Heat have the tiebreaker. Well, I understand after. that. Yeah, but the Heat are playing. The here the Heat are playing. Let's go Friday or Thursday. The Knicks are playing. Uh, the Knicks are playing the Spurs uh, yeah. at home on Thursday. Um, the Heat are home, but they're playing the Sixers. Yeah, the Heat have uh, the Heat has a bunch yeah. and the Bucks, right? And, so they, and, and on games? Saturday, Saturday, the Heat also have the Bucks in Milwaukee, uh, and the Knicks have the Hornets. And then Sunday, uh, the Knicks have the Celtics. Uh, Knicks have the Celtics. And I mean, those the, are those are no three guaranteed. Charlotte's no, not a bad team. No, they're not. And the uh, and, the, and Heat, the Celtics are going to be playing for something. Well, the, 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 Heat Celtics, the, the Celtics too, just so. lost somebody though, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, no. Yes. I thought right. they lost one of their starters. My point is, if the Knicks win two of the three and the uh, Heat win one of only win one of the three, then the Knicks move it back up to fifth place. And they're you know, granted they don't have the home field home, home court uh, against the uh, Hawks, but they're back to playing the Hawks. Um, you know, instead of the uh, instead of the Bucks. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a decent it's it's a decent possibility that the Knicks could. Uh, jump because they're tied right now with the Heat. Didn't so, the Knicks beat the, the Heat? Bucks the Heat have the tiebreaker. The Heat have the tiebreaker, but uh, the, uh, the the Knicks it have the easier of the of the next of the last three games. So. And I'm not saying this would go through to the postseason, but didn't the Knicks beat the Bucks twice this year? Uh, I believe that's correct. I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and they could. Uh, it could. Why not? I think once was was without Giannis, but I think they they did beat him. Oh no, the Bucks, the Bucks beat the Knicks the first time, and then the, the yeah the, Nick, the, the Knicks, Knicks only beat the Bucks without without Giannis yeah. and company, um, and that's not going to be the case for the players. No. So, um, yeah, the Knicks the, the Knicks stand a better chance of jumping back up to the fifth seed, and then having their uh, you know series again. Hey, look, the, the Knicks are going to be in the playoffs. That's yep. all we can uh, that and that's uh, oh uh, yeah, Jalen Brown. Yeah, okay. Jalen Brown's out for the season. Wow. So that's going to make it tough. Or is it? Or is it, or is it going to finally, you know, much like, is it going to finally clear, clear things up on, on, on that team? Because I feel like they just, there's too many people of the same caliber <laughs> battling for the leadership on that right. team. Well, he's, a big, he's a big loss, though. Yeah, I mean, Tatum can't put, you know, 60 points in every yeah. single night. Well, yeah. yeah. He almost can, but almost. You know, it's it's. They're gonna have to spread the Jalen Brown contribution around, and uh, that means a, you know a number of guys are gonna have to pick it up. Sure, sure. Um, well, we'll see what happens with that. But I think the uh, the, the the like I said, the Knicks have the easier schedule than the uh, than the Heat. So um, that could be your yeah, Jalen Brown. Is gone. Marcus Smart is out uh, tonight. Kemba Walker not playing, and Robert Williams has turf toe. There you go. So turf there we go. What, what? 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 Uh, where are they playing basketball? That he has uh, turf toe. I don't know. Giant Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're changing the floor at the Garden. Who as knows? of right now, the uh, as of right now, the Knicks are guaranteed a top 
six spot. They're not. They won't play a playing. So no, right. not in the play. Right. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Boston did lose. Boston lost. Yeah. So All they're right. thirty-five. Boston's thirty-five. Thirty-five. Boston lost behind. to Cleveland. Yeah. The three. Yeah. Boston's three games behind the Knicks with only two games to play. So they're um uh they'll uh, uh the Knicks are the Knicks are in the top six. They won't have a play playing game. I'll tell you what. Atlanta's looking good. So the Knicks, well, listen, if the if Brooklyn falls apart, the Knicks and the Nets could play, right? They could. Six plays yeah, three. Bucks Bucks are only a game behind the uh game and a half. Game and uh, game and a half behind that the, might be very interesting. That'd be interesting. Could you imagine after all of that? But um <laughs> after like yeah, the Nets are gonna <laughs> win everything. And the Knicks are a pleasant surprise after really something. Well the Nets the Nets are kind of smart. The play Nets would kind of be smart. I mean, I don't know. Who who are they gonna get in the eighth in the in the seventh spot? You don't know. Right. I mean Charlotte I, I don't know. I still think uh, it, Boston's going to probably they're going to have to play in one of those playing games, and it looks like it's going to be the Wizards. I don't know how does that work? Is seven play ten and seven eight plays play nine? ten? No, uh, nine and ten play each other, and seven and eight and seven and eight play each other. That makes nine, no sense. Nine and ten play each other, and then seven and eight play so each other. The Boston, winner of seven, the winner of seven and eight, plays the two seed straight away. The loser of seven and eight plays the winner of nine and ten. Scene, yeah. And then that oh right 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 plays the winner the lo- plays the winner of nine and ten and then the winner of that game plays the one seed. It's moronic. So the the loser of the seven eight game gets another game to still try and get in. Yeah. So in Boston other words, in other words, would, if they lose and yeah, so Boston would theoretically play either Indy call, or call Charlotte. me when the actual playoffs start. I yeah, mean, that's it would make more sense to just do ten versus seven and nine versus eight. Um, yeah, and then the higher seed. They're, they're gonna Whoever start. wins those games goes to one or two. Well, they, they um, get to start the, the fourth quarter with somebody under the basket. Under the basket. Extra player and, under an the basket. extra ball in his hand, too. Right. So as soon as, the, as soon as the whistle right. blows, he can, he can right. just throw it up. But um, I mean, like right now, the Lakers are having a play in a playoff, a play-in game. Playing yeah. game right now, yeah. They're in uh, they're the seventh seed right now. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just hope the Nuggets can get past the Clippers, but I don't think they're going to. You don't think so? I don't think so. I mean, uh, the, the Nuggets have a uh, game back. Well, they're a game back, but they, I don't think either team should lose the the rest of the. Uh, I'm trying to remember who the Nuggets have right here. It is uh, the Nuggets have Minnesota, which they should win, Detroit, and then Portland, which mm-hmm. if Portland's on the bubble for that's going to be a tough game. That's not a guaranteed win. Yeah. And, uh, the Clippers, I'm not. I think the Clippers have a similar schedule, but I do think they play the Lakers. Um, but uh, let's see here. Do they? Do they? Do they? I don't know. Possibly, it might be. Maybe. I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the other <laughs> Los Angeles team, the team formerly known as the team formerly known as the. Uh... Where were the Clippers before? They the, were uh, San, San San Diego. No, no. The Clippers were. Where were the Clippers before? They were from. Um, crap. Sacramento. No. No. Anybody? Did you find it? No. The L.A. Clippers were from San Diego. At one point, I think they were the San Diego Clippers. 
That doesn't sound right. They were. Not that I really know. Oh, they were the Buffalo Braves. Yeah, but ah, more okay, recently. They were the Buffalo Braves. And, and then, then they got like. Then, then they went to San Diego. And then they went San to San Diego. Diego. Yeah. yeah, okay. San Diego for six years, seven years, and then they were uh, six years. And then they were the. Uh, and they moved to LA. So the Clippers play Charlotte, Houston, and Oklahoma City. So they should win those three games. So I, I think the Clippers hold on to the third spot. Probably. Look, the Nuggets will have a home. Home, right? They'll home. have. They'll have. Yeah, they'll be. Uh, They'll um, be home. They'll be home for that first series, and they'll play. And depending on, uh, they'll probably play the Mavericks. Uh, yeah, yeah, they'll probably play. They'll probably play Dallas afterwards. Um, all right, NBA. There you go. Uh, so let's we'll, see. Uh, oh, Portland, well, we'll know. We'll know where next. everything stands because the uh, the uh, playing games are uh, start next Tuesday. So we'll uh, we'll know yeah. how everything shakes out uh, by the time we're doing next Wednesday's podcast. So Portland's got the um, Jazz tonight, Phoenix tomorrow, and then uh, Denver on Sunday. So a couple tough hard. games with them, although they're they are beating, they're beating Utah right now, and Utah's yeah still without Donovan Mitchell to the best of my knowledge. You so. think that Mavericks are going to beat the Clippers in uh, in that round, the first round? No, no. No. Well, I don't know. Is is playoff P going to be playoff well, P? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I just said if the if it if it stays as is right now and Denver plays Portland and wins. I I think I think the Mavericks will jump ahead of Portland and I think the I think the Nuggets will play the I see Mavs. what you're saying. The, the Nuggets will play the Mavericks, I say, in the first round. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right. And then uh and Portland will bounce down to six and play and play the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll see how that all shakes out. Like I said, we'll know we'll know how everything is by the time we're doing next Wednesday's podcast. So, yeah, it looks like Utah is going to probably wind up still with the best record in basketball, even without mm-hmm. their top players. So we'll see. There you go. All right. Um, I don't think there's anything NHL to discuss tonight. Do you? Nope. Nope. Play, the uh, playoffs are uh, beginning this weekend. <laughs> So we'll uh, we'll see how they go. We'll we'll see how they're coming along. We'll do a little bit more of a report throughout the uh, NHL report throughout the uh, throughout the playoffs. But they don't even begin till this weekend. So we'll talk more a little bit next week. We'll see how everything's uh, shaking out there, especially with the uh, Islanders in it, of course. And we'll go from there. Mavericks have the Raptors and the Timberwolves, so they could very well. Uh... <laughs> I think they'll win out. Yeah, they could. Yeah, if, I think they, if they could steal this one from. Utah tonight, then I think they'll they'll win out. Yeah, yeah. Go. Portland's got a harder schedule. Yeah, they do. Yep. So. Alrighty then. All right. Well, one one other quick note before we go. Uh, did you hear? Uh, you talked about. Uh, Craig you don't want to, You guys don't want to talk about the continued bloodshed at the Rangers. Nope. Okay. <laughs> you guys can. I'm <laughs> signing off. What? Uh, no, they fired their coach. Whatever. Yeah. They fired, they fired the coach. Yeah. Just it. it it's it's, it's, it's Dalton. They're cleaning house. Right? They're cleaning house. Dolan's cleaning house. Dolan's just getting rid of everybody, and and he's going to hire Charles Oakley to manage. He's going to hire the, Charles Oakley to, to coach, be the coach of the, the, coach of the Rangers. Rangers. There is some speculation. Tom Wilson would never pull that shit again. <laughs> There's some speculation. Uh, Tortorella. Tortorella. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. I can yeah. see that. Bring him in to wear out his welcome in a couple of years, but mm-hmm. but they got new players now, so they're not. Turd, they... Turd, Turd will be okay. Yeah. Well, listen, he he does well, has success, and then everybody ends up hating him. But right. yeah, 
Right. But so these guys haven't played for before, so it'll take a while for them to get they'll, to They'll that take stage. two or three good years before they uh, before they all despise <laughs> yeah, him. Before they... <laughs> <laughs> he's consistent, if for not for anything else. Yeah, this yeah. is true. All right, so there you go. That's the that's the hockey news. And there us. you have it. And for then us one here, of, for us New Yorkers for your for your uh, for your hockey news exactly. And then one other thing I just wanted to bring up: we talked about Craig Carton earlier in the uh, uh, in the show. Uh, did you see what uh, SNY is doing? No. Uh, beginning uh, beginning uh, March, I'm sorry, May, March, beginning May 24th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, they're going to be airing on SNY the Carton and Roberts show on WFAN. Oh. So you can actually watch them do their radio show. For two you know what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Evan Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem there. So you would have you would have preferred if Craig Carton actually po- uh, paired up with Joe Beningo? Uh I would prefer Carlin. Wait, I mean Carlin? Um, uh, Carton um, with a chunk of wood. Carton with a chunk of wood over <laughs> over, over Evan Robbins. Robbins. Uh, yeah, well, uh, maybe over Joe Beningo. That guy's. Whatever. Yeah, but you know what? Evan Roberts seemed to have a little bit more of a foothold in what he talked about and everything else, and and the show in general when he was with Joe Beningo than than he does with with Craig Carton because Craig Carton it's just Craig Carton's show. Beningo, Beningo, Beningo. Yeah, I mean Evan Roberts is probably a better sidekick because he can do what he did with Beningo, which is just kind of agree, be agreeable, and sure. be non controversial, and preface everything with hell. There's always a caveat, you know. Yeah, exactly. He, he never makes a statement without saying, "Well, I'm not really a doctor, but you know, I looks like his leg TV. is broken. You know, his legs twisted around upside I, down." I, I prefer pardon the interruption. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. I listen yeah. to that on the podcast every yeah, day. P- P- I, the, the, the last time I stopped listening to uh, New York radio with Mike and the Mad Dog were on in the afternoon. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've listened to the fan in probably uh, five it, or six I, years. I, I, I put it on every now and then, and I'm in the car. Just I, I don't watch it. I don't listen anywhere else. But if I'm in no, the car, I just I throw it on for five or ten minutes to see what's Is Mike on. Francesa still on in there? No, he's, done, no, he's retired. That's what I thought. Just he's recently, retired, though, yeah. right? A yeah. uh, year, year and a half ago, and uh, two. Three and a half years ago, two and a half years ago, two years ago, one and a half years ago, and then a year ago. So, <laughs> Rus- right Ru- Russo is pretty entertaining on his baseball show on the baseball network. On the on the, uh, on the yeah. baseball network, yeah, yeah, he is. Chris Russo is pretty good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, the Yankees are one game behind the Red Sox until next week. There you yeah, go. there we go. And then, and then with all of these, and I agree with you, that part of the interruption, but you know what? Maybe in a little bit, maybe people will say the same thing about get on with it. So there you go. We'll Weren't see the Yankees that... five games back a week ago? Yeah. They were. <laughs> they were. They've caught all the way up. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how that goes. All right. We'll wrap the show for today with that. We want to thank everybody for watching. And for those of you just listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website. Same website as before, folks, www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Log Room. Folks, we have a new Facebook page for the Get On With It podcast. It's facebook.com slash Get On With It podcast. Uh, so it'll be at Get On With It podcast. Um, and you could go to that as well. We will still be simulcasting if you will this podcast on the log room facebook page as well for a little while until everybody makes the conversion over to the new page but remember we go live with the video podcast on both facebook and youtube every wednesday night at 7 30 
And for those of you who just want to listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds and you'll never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a great weekend. And have a rest of your week and great weekend. Watch a lot of sports. Uh, enjoy them. Uh, keep track of what's going on with the NBA and the playoff picture as it comes together this weekend. And we will talk to you soon, folks. Have a good one. Take care. Cheers. Enjoy the Preakness, everyone. Hey. That's right. Go Nuggets. Whoever oh. wins, that horse is going to be juiced. That horse is going to be juiced. Uh, orange juiced. Or Baffert juiced. I'm not